Same as Canuck. Canuck is Canuck yeah. like the N-word to Canadians? I don't care. But so, uh, no. Which I've always wondered, why did they? Why did the hockey team Canuck name themselves the that if Canadian. it's not acceptable? <laughs> to reclaim the word? Have, there you <laughs> go. Maybe, but I have no idea. I never knew Pole. Because you're not a, the first Canadian that's told me it's not an acceptable thing yeah. to call Canadians. Some, and then I'm some, like, why do they have a hockey team Some don't like Canucks. people using it. No idea. Unless you're Polish. Chad Randall and I used to call each other stupid Polacks all the time. Well, I call you guys horrible shit. But yeah. that's, you know, <laughs> that's, you know. But with love. Yeah. <laughs> so when was the creation of that word, exactly? Was it like mm, the Nazi walking through the World countryside? Goddamn yeah, Polacks? <laughs> probably uh, probably earlier. Decades yeah. earlier than that. Uh, okay. In New York, at least. Probably. Oh, New York. Jesus, everyone was. Oh, yeah. yeah. My dad used to talk about how they, the, the, uh, the Italians and the Jews moving into their neighborhood in the early, in the you know in the thirties oh, yeah. and how they didn't like that, and my, my my mom yeah my dad had boy oh boy he had he used every Italian slur in the book and he'd get my mom angry too because she'd be like uh, Al Kirsten's going out to the store to get something gets uh, some groceries what what should he get and my parents were always having uh, French baguettes so my my dad Baguette? would. Baguette. My dad would always go, uh, tell him to get some guinea bread. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's just funny. Yeah, and my mom would just be like, God damn it, Al. You just, you know, she would just, <laughs> and he'd, he'd laugh as he'd say it. So, because she hated him doing that. But is, this, yeah. is this what we say when they were from an earlier time? Yes. <laughs> from a bygone era. Boy, oh boy, is that but a bygone era. I was going to say, from New York, though, oh, you yeah. better watch it during that time. With the well, there are some times with Derry's mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> when we, so we drove her up to see the model house because they have the ones up north. And we, it's the longest I've been in the car with her in, a, in years. Okay. So some of the things she was saying. You walked out with a hood on? <laughs> well, no, it's just the three oh, of us, sorry, thank God. You. But like oh. the whole time, like when she talks sometimes, Betty, and I'm just like, I'm so glad we're not in public right now. I'm so glad we're not in public right now. Oh, yeah. But she, she's a, you know, a Jersey Italian woman who was born in the 30s. Okay. So she was in, in New York, in New Jersey during the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. So and everybody was calling everything, everyone else the worst things in yes. the world. Yeah. <laughs> and to her, saying some of those things is not, it's not derogatory. It's just what the words you use to explain those things. And so <laughs> You never met my dad. <laughs> oh, boy. That ex- explains a lot with this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny how like it, it was always derogatory, but it was more acceptably derogatory. Right. In the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Which is, it's weird, but it's like they grew up, that's just the yeah. words we and use. And it's like, like it's, it's, it's never, well, your dad is <laughs> what, what, what Scottish, right? Oh, yeah. Right so, off the which boat. is funny because for the longest time, the English had their thumb all on them. Like, you motherfucking Scots. Like, and then he throws around, turns around, and oh, just does all dude. that in New York. <laughs> or New the Jersey. Irish in New York? No. no dude. That's even. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, Patton Oswalt, when he was talking about nerds and, and bullying and stuff, he actually made a fantastic statement. Nobody bullies like the former bullied. Yep. And it's true. It's like you get somewhere where, hey, look at that. I'm no longer the, the ass end of the totem pole. 
We're going to make this shit up now. Yeah, it's like, you <laughs> know. That explains why Deb bullies me. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, I did get bullied quite a bit growing up, so. There you we go. We talked about that before, but yeah. Oh, I do. And, I, you, and you met a nerd, and now you just. But is it bullying? Now it's, now it's Pound Town. Barry, is it bullying, or is she just calling you on your bullshit? I'm calling him on his bullshit. I choose to believe it's bullying. (laughs) Calling Barry on his bullshit is bullying. Or as we like to call it, Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I I had some rare cringe moments when when i was in uh school where i just look back on like grade school well you know i'm trying to figure out where you're going with this were you bullied or i was bullied bullied? relentlessly i was bullied relentlessly but there were one or two times when i was in a situation where i could do it uh, verbal and yeah i just look i just look back on it and it's like god almighty that's gross yeah. So I just where you took the reins, you were the bully, and now you look back in shame. A lot of shame. It's it, and really? I'm, I'm serious. I'm I won't even talk about I won't even talk about it. But it it was just like oh man, that was just. Can't believe yeah, I, I, that. I was yeah. never bullied, but I didn't bully anybody. Did you tape Larry Lester's buns together? <laughs> <laughs> I was on the wrestling team, but no. <laughs> Will it surprise you to know that I was also bullied for a short time? No, not really. For a for a for a short time. <laughs> That's exactly why I was short. There's a lot of tall kids in my class for whatever reason. So I was always the Me short too. kid. Well, mm-hmm. So I caught some shit for that. But wow. I I learned quickly to not take any bullshit. Yeah. So I just I was I don't an know, introvert. Dude, I've seen you walk through a crowd of people. And by God, I'm always worried. I'm like, no, I'm going to fight for this guy because you're going to yes. hit the wrong guy oh my God. one time. And they're going to be like, well, he's too small. I'm going to get the big guy. Well, yeah, I'm going to fight for you. I think <laughs> the first time your experience with that was probably with Comic-Con, right? Like when we went to uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Crowd, he's leading the way. I'm like, look at this fucking guy. Oh, my guy. God. Okay. Wait, uh, describe what he does. So Barry. Okay. <laughs> I love it. He. It's a cast, everybody. So, okay. For, for perspective. Okay. I used to go to like raves and, and parties all the time. So I got really good at like weaving in crowds. Okay. Like just walking around people and being polite about going around people. You can't weave through the crowds at Comic-Con. So you can. Um, however, <laughs> Barry, goes through, like, beer Barry will put his arms, his elbows out. So oh. he'll put his arms in front of him. Like almost like he's got his fists together with so it, elbows out. So he's a bulldozer. And he leads with his elbows leads with them and he will just like roll into people with his elbows to push them out of the way you're an asshole you know what i don't want i don't want people one foot in front of me with their stinky neck beards and their gross uh 10 hour at a time where uh Costumes. Yeah, but dude, their stinky necks are like two feet above you. That's the worst. (laughs) There are some tall neck beards, and I am not a tall man. No, it's like it's like there's a fire. You're crawling underneath the smoke, but it's bunk. (laughs) Yeah, really. You're going for the door. That chances of survival are higher. That stink goes up and down. I'd like to point out we're like the same height. We're not that far from each other. He's a little bit taller than me. So that's also... This is about Barry. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. This <laughs> so is the Barry I cast. I don't want people right in my face, so I'll put my arms out and I'll hold my arms together so people can't like push me to the left or to the right. Yeah, and I'll what? just have like this little... Uh, it's hard to describe, but... So where does... Like put, a wedge. So where does putting it in third gear come in? 
Well, because I get pissed off at people that <laughs> nudge me, so I'll nudge them back a With little bit. With his elbow. On the other hand, I remember a story about standing online at Disney where you were like, oh, shit, Deb's going to get me into a fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 628. I am Master Torgo. It is Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarn, apparently. And, <laughs> and Deb. And we're here to talk Week in Geek. Okay, tell me about this fight that almost happened in Disney or whatever. It was the trip that we went for Barry's uh, 40th birthday. Okay. And we were with friends of ours. And Brittany and I, she's she's very short. So Brittany's shorter than I am. Um, she, I want to say she's maybe five feet tall. Maybe. And Brittany, oh no, okay. Yeah, well, she came out Matt. last summer, so you guys all met her last yes. summer. Was that Flirty McFlirty? The uh, she talks a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes. And awesome. Um, she, so her and I, um, were standing. There was the with the four of us together, and we were waiting in line for one of the rides, and it was the minecart ride. So it's newer ride, right? So Disney with their newer rides has definitely done one of those where they. Try to put things in lines to keep you busy, to interact with, to play with and stuff for kids, especially so that they don't get just, you know, out of hand standing there waiting for two hours for this ride. Which is smart. So there was this family of all, like all kids. So they had like. Family of all kids. Well, it was teenagers and younger children. There was like seven of them. And there was no, there was no adults. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, So like the teenagers were watching the younger ones. Okay. And one of the younger girls, she was maybe seven or eight, um, was playing with stuff. And she did this like four or five times. So she would play with things and then the line would move. And then she'd push her way through us to get back to her family. And after the fourth time. Oh my. I said, you could say, excuse me. That's yes. all I said, but yes. I said it like that. And her brother, he was probably about 17 years old, a fucking tool. turns around and was like, what did you say to my sister? And I was like, I'm sorry. I said, <laughs> <laughs> you could say, excuse me. And he's, oh, he just like, he went off and started like cussing at me. And then Brittany he, comes up. his and, pants just a little too oh, low? Oh, yeah, it was bad. He was, you yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's done some time. Sorry, what was <laughs> Well, it was... That's also you know, a derogatory term. Derogatory shock. <laughs> yes. Against him? Good. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Anyway, it got derogatory to the, it got got to the, the name, point bam. where he obviously just wanted a fight. And mind you, I was old enough to be his mother. Okay? So I'm sitting You were there, ready to spank him. I, well, I'm not going to lie. I started doing... Well, I was let like... Me, let me play the role of that. Hey, what would you say to my sister Holmes? Oh, yeah. oh Jesus Well, that's exactly like that kid. <laughs> exactly like that kid. So we went My back and forth Hector. quite a bit. Back and forth quite a bit. And, uh, he put his hat backward and everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm missing the socks. Oh, uh, it wasn't like over the top where he turns his hat backward and he becomes like a Mack truck. Yeah, he, he was wearing a hairnet. No, he wasn't that bad. But continue. This is, this gets good. It finally gets to the point about where, you know, he makes some comment about, you know, my mom would kill you. And I'm like, I could be your mother. Okay. You need to teach your sister some manners and you need to turn the fuck around. Just turn around. And he just. The like, head movement and everything. Did you say oh, the word? Yeah. Yes, it did. Oh, she dropped the F-bomb. You yes, can't do that. <laughs> Looking at Barry, everybody. I know. <laughs> 
So amazing. He wouldn't let it go. It gets to this point, and obviously everybody in line around us is starting to really notice. Because oh, they're, we're they're yelling. Like, they were like, they were like, they got their phones out, like world yeah. star, we're world star. They're all like, world. wow, Disney's really got this board in line thing licked. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently missed this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was just Greg and Brittany and me and Barry in line. The four uh, of us for that ride. I think that might have been the day you went to um, Kennedy to Space NASA. Center. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, so we finally get to the point where like they're, you know, because I think we were in the fast pass line. And so they're moving it and moving it and moving it. And then security, we get to like the, the cast member and we're just like, could you please like give us space between them? Because this kid needs to be kicked out of line or we just need like tons of space in between us because it was getting to the point where I was going to slap him. Me or Brittany was going to slap him because he was being ridiculous. I vote Brittany based on experience. Yes, I do too. Um, because, she, yeah, a little less control over her physical. Yeah, her nurses her used to fight a lot, apparently, <laughs> physically. Yeah, when they were growing up. So, yeah, it was it was interesting for Sound, sure. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, but uh, not an experience I'd like to relive again at Disneyland. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sitting watching this happen. I'm thinking, is this the day we get kicked out of Disneyland? It's <laughs> <laughs> Disney World, right? Yes. World, whatever. And 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 it's Deb, sure, who would have gotten him kicked out too. Barry wouldn't even have the honor of saying, "I got us kicked out of Disney." <laughs> I, mean, I would have been pissed too. I'd been like, "God damn, kid, made me do it." Yeah, <laughs> I hate when they make you hit them. You know, it's just like you just couldn't have just shut up and let it go. No, you had to make me hit you, motherfucker. Not that we wrong. We were. I think we were. Well, no, I say we all were ready to fight. Greg wasn't gonna fight anybody. No. I just, I, I see the guy on the ground. Deb standing over. Him, was like, you couldn't just let it go, could you? You had to keep going. <laughs> I, I, see, I see Deb standing over him, just like deserves ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Let's take care of a little business up front. First off, the uh, book club, Geek Shock Book Club, is reading "Inappropriately Human" by Andrew Heaton. It's a short story collection, so discussions will open for that on the eighth. So it's time to give away a mini. Uh, I finished the uh, Defiant. It's my first miniature spaceship. It's is it for Attack Wing? Star Trek is Attack Wing. Is it actually the Defiant? Does it have like Defiant written on it? It, it does. I actually had to use some <gasps> so uh, tiny some you... some decals or decals for you in Europe. Did you post the uh, final picture? I believe I did. Yes, uh, decal yeah. is correct. So I saw it on Facebook. So yeah, I posted it up on Facebook. I posted it up on Kofi. So uh, those of everybody who is in tier three or higher. Yeah, so give it that a spin there, Barry. Oh my goodness, that looks awesome. And the winner of the mini this you month. like three. I got one. There. Shut up. You got to go the other direction, dude. <laughs> other direction. <laughs> Only one winner. That's all right. We've got it here, and it is Microscoop. <gasps> Microscoop! You have won the Defiant, and I'll be picking out the new mini very soon and be posting that up on both the Kofi and the Lair. So for next time, and all you people, tier three and up. You're eligible for the next one as well. That's beautiful. Congratulations. So, Microscoop, yes, congratulations. I mean, you're Team Vlarg, but we'll let it pass. As well all what should be. What is that? Oh, yes. I've, I've been working on a commission for uh, uh, Descent, Legends of the Dark, and it's uh, it's a board game that has a app aspect to it. It's a dungeon-delving board game, but you need an app to play it. But it takes care of all the admin for you, but it comes with a 
massive amount of minis that are amazing, and I've been hired to paint all the monsters for that. So it's like 32 minis all together. Oh, my goodness. So I, I posted uh, up on my Twitter wow. and the Kofi one of the finished pieces, and yeah, it's turning out pretty good so far. What's that that Kickstarter board game that has tons and tons of crazy looking minis? Oh, that is going to be Kingdom Death Monster. Thank you, Kingdom Death Monster. Yeah, definitely some of the best miniatures out there. I've I hope somebody out there hires me to paint their Kingdom Death Monster stuff. One, the get board game is fucking expensive yeah the game itself is like five hundred dollars oh my god so just wow. on the base game and there's so many add-ons to it that you could easily spend about two thousand dollars just to get everything for has it. anyone played this is it actually good my understanding it is very very good although very very hard hmm. uh, but it's kind of a a storytelling game where uh, it's it's almost like we you know when you play something like uh the souls game like dark souls kind of thing oh. that kind of hard where you, you go up to a point if you and if you fail you have to start from the beginning oh my god that kind of thing but it has a randomized story element as well uh but everybody that i've i don't know anybody that's played it but like youtube videos and uh, as far as just through social media people that have played it really really enjoy it but man what a what a what a level to go up pass just to buy it yeah but the minis are fantastic i don't like those games where where you when you die you got to start all the way at the beginning it's like hardcore mode or whatever that reminds me of ghosts and goblins from the 80s you ever play that (laughs) that's a mean game that's a mean game and you can only restart like like two or three times and then you're done yeah and, and and there wow. becomes point where if you don't do things certain way, it becomes absolutely impossible to pass. Yeah. So if you like, if you don't have the right weapon, you're done. Yeah. You, that uh, sucks. Those minis are amazing. Uh, the one critical role in the second campaign, uh, Matt Mercer created a monster based on one of the minis, Ooh. and the mini was a large size, large scale for the the D and D minis baby that had like a lamprey mouth and I, there was some kind of like tentacle shit going and on. And it has that anglerfish light yes, coming off the yes, front. Yes, yes, yeah. And, that, and he was using that as like an anti-magic field. So they're like trying to knock the anglerfish light off of the baby skull. Oh there, are, there aren't many, many designs out there that will make you cringe out of eeriness but they are those yes yeah they're very just absolutely disturbing minis also deb you would hate kingdom death because when a monster loses you have to smash the mini with a hammer (gasps) oh why because it it's that's how that's a lot of money yeah that's how they sell more minis yeah i don't i don't think that's how it works no (laughs) no it's only when when kirsten is running the game exactly (laughs) What? Oh, you're one of those people that plays Gloomhaven and actually tears the cards up. Yes, he is. He's one of the ones that insists on it. <laughs> Kirsten is the he insists on playing Gloomhaven where boy. we destroy pieces, and I'm sick of it, frankly. Boy, boy, somebody's <laughs> pants are on fire. Uh-huh. I still look like I love the look on Biggs's face when you oh, posted that, that video great. of him having to tear the cards. He's like, really? He was like, this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> he just did not want to do it. It's not fun. Okay, Shock Monkeys, we owe you two more things for all the reviews you did for J.R. Conkle's books. We still owe you Deb reading the news you don't give a shit about. Still waiting for a real juicy set of those. I need at least four to make it worth our while to have Deb do the whole thing. If it's just two, what's the point? So we're waiting for that moment. It will come. It always comes every year. So 
But the other thing that we owe you is, God help us, mm-hmm. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. That's right. Perf- yeah. Performed by the Man Babies and the Bard. Now, that will be placed at the end of this show. So if they are not your cup of tea, you Wait, know- what? Who's what? Cup of tea? What are you talking about? Everybody loves your Man Babies. We oh, are- I beg to differ. <laughs> we are leeching. We are leeches. You're, yeah, your leech is all your right. Your five first. <laughs> yeah. There are dozens of you. <laughs> but we're out. They That's right. They yeah. walk in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> so I can't promise you glory, but I can promise you it will happen at the end of this show. <laughs> so that being said, what geeky things did you do this week, Deb? Uh, oh, uh, she did spreadsheets. Yeah, I did a lot of <laughs> work. Sorry, it took me a minute because I did a lot of work this last week. We did our D&D game with our Houston friends where I'm the DM. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Wait, we, they're in Houston. How did you do that? On roll 20. <gasps> yes. Getting that actually dizzle down. I ended up having to text Kirsten a couple times. I'm like, how did you do this? How did you do that? Because I couldn't figure out some of the behind the scenes stuff. But wow, you, DM, you DM'd a Roll20 game? I did. Holy macaroni. I know. Most of the game, though, was all of us just figuring out Roll20. We did like a, <laughs> we did a, a, just a, you know, non-existent in the game session of just a board and people trying to figure out how everything worked and how to get, you know, how to get people's names visible to everybody else and how to get uh, the, you know, the health bar visible and how yep. do I shade the map so that parts of it are visible and parts of it aren't and... Yeah, but it was fun. Did anyone draw a dick no. on the board game? <laughs> no. That's oh, Paulette. That was, that was that's only Paulette. our game, was that's, it? That's your wife, dude. That's Paulette what she does. does that always. <laughs> I, I, uh, at least one dick showed up on one of the first games we played. On uh, Roll20, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, of the Geek Shock D&D Roll20. So. And then someone measured it. You know, you can see the measure. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> dude, dude. They measured it. They're like, ah, 60 feet. <laughs> I was drawing all kinds of stuff on the left-hand side of the map, and no one even noticed. Yeah. But yeah. So, so, so you you're fairly new to DMing. Yes. So this is the first game I've ever DM'd. First game ever DM. Well, not this playtime, but right. this. Yeah. This. So, how many sessions have you had then? So this would have been the third. Third. Okay. The third. So, so the first two were in person. And now it's gone digital. It's continuing yes. on. How, how are you taking to it? Um. It's still. It's still a little rough for me because the whole, like, the first game, I think I was pretty nervous. So I did a lot of, like, checking the book and checking the scenario. And I'm like, where are we supposed to be going? How am I supposed to be doing this? But the second one, I did a lot more, like, throwing in random NPCs and stuff. And, wow, they really took this, literally this one that was supposed to, they asked, they were supposed to ask her a question and walk away. It turned into two hours of them, like, investigating and and talking to her and doing all these things. I'm like, what is going on? Welcome to our hell. Yep. (laughs) That's how it goes. I love it. And I had to keep reminding myself, Deb, that you need to get to this. You need to get them to this one point so you can keep moving, keep going. And then they kept going around it. And I'm just like, oh. Yep. That's perfect. That sounds like the perfect D&D game. So when's going to be, when's the next one going to be then? Um, um, March the 6th, no, the weekend right after St. Patrick's Day. All right. So, yeah. Slated and going. All right. Yeah. So we'll see. Barry, what did you do this week? Uh, not actually, not a lot. I did Great. Uh, Matt, what did you do this week? <laughs> Ooh. No, I did two things. Oh. <laughs> One, uh, we're going to talk about Minecraft really quick. Everybody okay. drink. Um, 
I've been working on the casino. It is almost done. The uh, blackjack uh, game is almost done. Chai's been busy. He's been making kolaches. It's a whole other story. Uh, in real life. In real life. Oh, okay. okay. Learning how to make kolaches and sell them and shit. I didn't know that was a recipe in Minecraft. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> um, but uh, it, the, the casino looks beautiful. Um, Plinko works. Roulette works. We got like transportation hubs going to and from them. Started Minecraft Marksman, Minecart Marksman Madness. Started it. So there's a lot of fun stuff happening in Minecraft. And if you're not part of the uh, server, you should join. If you can hear my voice and you want to contribute to Geek Shock, you can. And then you can join the Minecraft server. It's it's awesome. And the second thing I did, I wish I didn't. Um, so I work from home and I got to play something in the background. Otherwise it gets pretty monotonous when I'm just working on spreadsheets and stuff like that. And so I tried this series on Netflix. It's called Guardians of Justice. Guardians of Justice. Guardians of Justice. It looks crazy pants. Oh, friend. <laughs> it is hot garbage. Oh, my. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It is bad. Ironically, it, it makes me want to check it out more now. <laughs> <laughs> I got through 1.2 episodes, and only for virtue of me not having to stare at it the entire time and taking calls and whatnot during it. Are there any big names in it? Yes, there actually are. Jane Seymour is in it. That's for you, Biggs. I don't know. She's slumming <laughs> it. Slumming it. What's her name? Uh, married Charlie Sheen Richards. Denise Richards Denise is Richards, in it. Yeah. Just a few other people that you would know. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page for the wrestling people. And it is terrible. Did he, did, he, what, what's, what's, did he scream out bang at any point in I, that show? I don't know wrestling. Okay. What, what's the premise? The premise is the superhero that saved everyone from World War Three, which is technically World War Two, but it's a different world, whatever, from Mecha Hitler. Roll with it. Um, he's kind of like a Superman analog. Uh, I'm liking that story yeah, so yeah. far. And there's like a Batman, and he's horrible. Um, and there's like a speedster. And horrible, a, horrible, or horrible, 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 horrible. I don't know what any of that meant. <laughs> I mean, like horrible, but oh, good to watch. Like you know, the I'm... entire thing is super cringe. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Okay. Uh, overacting, horrible. Production script. quality is not Production great. quality is like YouTube fanboy in his closet making garbage. TV. Oh, wow. I know. He's selling it, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, the point I, is I'm not selling this. And I, then, so the plot of the thing is uh, the Superman guy, uh, I guess, kills himself or whatever, you know? Um, wow. And then we're trying to figure, and the Batman guy, because that's all I know him as, is trying to figure out why. And he talks like this the entire time. And he and he gives people, like, orders. You have to go here and do this. Ugh. So is it a satire? I think, yes. Okay. But it's, but it's not, you're not laughing with them. You're definitely laughing at them. And I'm pretty sure that's not what they intended. It's not for kids. Okay. It's not for anybody. <laughs> I watched, you shouldn't watch this. I watched the trailer for this, and the whole time I'm thinking, is this Roger Corman's The Watchman? Because oh. that's what it looked like to me in the trailer. That's accurate. Wow. That's accurate. That's a, that's a really interesting log line. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, sitting there going, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Is this supposed to be somebody's poor interpretation of The Watchmen? So I encourage you to mm -hmm. watch the first episode. Don't deprive yourself of that so that you can compare other terrible things to this. <laughs> so you can at least say, hey, we watched Ishtar the other day. At least it wasn't Guardians of Justice. So it was terrible and you liked it. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't like it. 
But you like terrible things. I I, I am friends And you with hate you. good things. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Just no, curious. No, this is bad, bad. This is oh, like actually okay. bad. This is the, it's so bad, it's good, and because he hates good things, it's really bad. Okay, no, now you, I got it. Oh. You, know, you know how I like going to shitty dive bars? You know how Double Down is the happiest place on earth? No, it's it's not it not is bad. because oh, it says so bad. on the sign, <laughs> shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> this is like an actual terrible bar right. that you don't want to be at. Yeah. No, it's like dive bar. Yes. No, ironically. No. It's like the reality of the Double Down versus Barry's... Yes. Romantic, no, 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 romanticized no, 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 no. version of the double down. It's the double down at noon. <laughs> it's sticky from the night before. Oh, <laughs> you Vegas people get that entirely. <laughs> sticky from the night before. Uh, Matt, why are you sticky from the night before? Uh, I have no idea why. Um, I don't know. Ask Andy. I don't know. <laughs> this movie is like the senior frogs in, T- in Tijuana need to calm down. at noon on a Sunday. No, it's just gross. <laughs> Matt, what'd you do this week? Absolutely nothing. And honestly, I didn't. I didn't do anything. I've been working a ton uh, this weekend. I was just around the house doing chores and running errands. It's yeah. Life, man. Yeah. It's life. Jeff, what did you do this week? Well, I went and saw a couple movies. The first one I went and saw was the the current version of the video game franchise called The Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I actually really liked it. Can you a lot of call fun. him Marky Mark? I want to call him Marky Mark so much, uh, even even when he's not acting like he's going to sing. You can't um, act your way out of that name. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So so that means anybody he acts with, we just call them the Funky Bunch. Yes. Yeah. In this case, Tom Holland is the Funky Bunch. Tom Holland is the Funky Bunch in this one. I I I was a little cautious at first going in because the the Uncharted the uh, the Nathan Drake character is supposed to be like in the video games is in his early to mid thirties. Yes. Holland is in reality twenty five years old. Looks younger. He did a fine job. He does a lot of parkour type stuff in real life. So okay. some of the stunt work that he did in this definitely landed to the kind of stunt work that Nathan Drake does in the video game. So uh, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I, I think this is definitely the first in a series, though. I think they're going to do a sequel for sure because uh, there's a, a mid credit scene which definitely lends towards the fact that they're going to do another one. Well, it seems to be making its money. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 done so well at the box office that that literally has two hits in a row for sony both starring tom holland when maybe, did, so. did maybe, it come out last weekend believe it was last friday yeah. maybe that's maybe why they chose Thursday. tom holland because he's young and that way he's not going to age out of the role anytime soon yeah i mean it's very possible i don't know i i feel like the decision was just like well he's really hot right now because we've had three hits with with him in, in the spider-man role and we can easily sign him to another role that will probably sign him to multiple pictures. And if I'm not mistaken, they did sign him to like a three-picture deal hmm. for, for Uncharted. Whether the other two get made or not, who knows. But And they um, acknowledge his age. Yeah. The, the trailers, yep. there's tons of kid jokes from yes. uh, um, Mark. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's character of Sully definitely, definitely reminds him that he's young in this. But since it's kind of the, the start of the... Franchise. Uh, the franchise and the start of the relationship between him and Sully, it makes sense the way the movie is written. So 
anyway, I recommend checking it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't want to say too much more because you can easily get into spoiler talk. So yeah, uh, that was the first one I did. And then the second movie I saw was Studio 666 starring the <laughs> Foo Fighters. Oh, you got to see it. I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> um, it was on a screen. It was on a screen. That's the Foo Fighters uh, horror film. I wanted to love this movie so much. Oh, it wasn't and good? It was, Is this like Kiss Safe Santa Claus? Uh, better than that. Oh, God. <laughs> but not by much. High bar. Indeed. I, I, I got to say... I think the story itself is sound as a horror film. I think it's done a disservice by the fact that with the exception of probably Dave Grohl, the rest of the Foo Fighters are not good actors. And I even went into it thinking, okay, they're not actors, they're musicians. You know, as long as they just act like they would naturally act in that. And it feels like they are trying to act in some of these scenes. And as you... And Kirsten probably well know when somebody is a trying to act, it really comes across that they're trying to perform instead of just trying to be natural in that situation. So, so they weren't it, able to do a Beatles. It, it, yes. It's very obvious that several members of the band should have just let it be easier than they were trying to make it. So it's like their videos from the early odds. Yeah. Well, no, even, even worse than that. Wow. Because uh, at least in the videos of the early aughts, there's a certain amount of fun there. Oh, no. This wasn't fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ouch. And it, like I said, it's, it's so hard for me to talk about this because I really wanted to like this movie a lot. What I saw in the trailers I enjoyed, like I said, I feel like the story is sound. And Dave Grohl at least has some acting experience, so he is able to pull off the... You know, I mean, it's it's no spoiler that his character gets, you know, the, his character you know. of Dave Grohl gets uh, invaded by a demon, and you know, you know, chaos ensues because that's that's right in the trailers. That's the plot. Yeah, that is the plot. But yeah, I no. yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard for I, if you lead with the story is sound twice. Yeah, that tells me something. <laughs> this is one that I'm gonna say it's got a good save, personality. <laughs> Save watching uh-huh. it for when it's on home video or on streaming because... And you can just watch in the background. I, I saw it at the the Dolby Atmos Theater because it was recorded, I guess, in Atmos. So it had all the, the rumble shit and stuff going on. That, so um, so you're like, you left there saying, I want my $60 No, I, I, not that bad. Not that bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also, I had a, a free $2 movie ticket. To you, so I ended up getting what would have been an eighteen dollars ticket for two bucks. So okay, was it two dollars worth of entertainment? Yes, yes, it was okay. It, okay, wait, two dollars that I spent, it was worth it. Um, would it have been made better if Marky Mark was in it? Maybe. <laughs> How much did you spend on concessions? Uh, probably another eighteen dollars. So I spent twenty. Oh total. boy! If Marky- and all I got was a popcorn and a soda. I didn't even get. For, sorry, an icy, a cherry icy. And, uh, and a small popcorn. Part B to my question. Uh, if Marky Mark was in it, would the Foo Fighters then be the Funky Bunch? Yes. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. And that would make him better as a band. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not a fan Oof. of Foo Fighters. I see that. Wow. <laughs> Me, yeah. I've seen them live. I left. I really? actually yes. have heard that they don't do great live. And so, I've seen a couple videos and I'm like... Yeah, well, it was one of those concerts where it was like them and other bands, right? So okay. I forget the opening band because we got there late, but then it was Weezer 
and then Foo Fighters. Weezer was amazing. Weezer is definitely good live. Weezer was awesome. And I mean, I appreciate Foo Fighters. I like their music they play on the radio. Sure. So I was expecting Foo Fighters that you hear on the radio. And the band came on and they started singing. And I I turned to my friend and I was like, isn't this supposed to be Foo Fighters? And I'm listening. (laughs) And I'm like, so they were singing it like heavy metal. And I'm not kidding. Like, you could not understand Dave Grohl at all. You couldn't. He was, he was rawr, Dave, rawr, 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 you know no, what I mean? No, he was Dave Grohl. Like, it was. Yes, it, it was like heavy it, metal that you don't understand what they're saying That at sounds all. like a lot of the videos of it because like Dave Grohl is like a hero in terms of working with the fans right. and the crowd and like bringing in special guests. There's this yes. one thing where they he brought up a guy on stage uh, to, the uh, drum, s- right? to sing. No, to sing oh. uh, Tom Sawyer. Oh, fine. Right? And okay. it's it, so it's like, you know, that kind of stuff. When you listen to the music itself, I was just like, wow, this yeah. is. So I, yeah, I didn't like it at all. At all, at all. They did a Detroit Rock City one time, and Paul Stanley actually yeah. joined them. Fine, and, cool. and it sounded like the sound was being sabotaged or something. Because oh, it, it really, it just. <laughs> It was weird. It was huh. just, it's not what I would expect because yeah. I would expect the Foo Fighters. So they're one of those bands, which I don't really usually appreciate. It depends on how they do it because I've heard really good and I've heard just where they take their music that, that everybody loves because they hear it on the radio and, and then and you go to, to concert. switch it up, yeah. You go to the concert and you're like, what the fuck is this? Give them something different. Right. Yeah. They try to switch it up and make <laughs> it new. Try and to you're keep like, it interesting for themselves. I'm sure, but... Half the people there went because they liked the song as it is on the album and how it's played on the radio. Change it up, fine. Don't make it sound like it's not even the same song for the every song you play. You do that for one song, that's one thing. That only really works for DJs. I saw Fat Boy Slim, and he twisted everything up, and it was amazing. Well, but DJs should not have repetitive shows. That's totally their their style of performance is completely different. Every time they they spin and do stuff, it should be different. I saw. Aphex twin and he got kicked out of the hard rock. <laughs> What'd he do? Well, okay. There was a guy there was uh someone dancing around in a furry costume with like a screen and then they took the the thing off and it was this girl and she was like half naked or at some point she was naked and then this other guy came out and shaved his head on the on the stage and eventually security's like, Yeah, no, we're done. Sounds like Aphex twin to me. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's just him laying all weird, touching buttons. <laughs> Got so many machines. I saw it. the video of the chick who peed on a guy. What? Is this your weekend? Is what you did this week? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was some like um, showers number seven. Some uh, I I I don't I don't remember her name, but a female performer and uh, it was a live show. Yes, it was a live show. And where she brought a a fan on stage, and then she like pulled her. And she was already skimpily dressed, but she pulled her panties down to her knees. That sounds kind of like a plasmatics kind of thing. Wow. Squatted over Jenna the... Torturers, Courtney Love. Yeah, who, who was Courtney Love or something. Yeah. Yeah, Who's the you know, female it, Gigi Allen? It, 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 it's, uh, I can't remember. Oh, it was Billie Eilish. Clearly. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, it was Billie yeah. Eilish. Yeah, you know, that, all that porn she watched when she was a kid yeah, obviously had an effect. Don't but look it up now. Jeff, the important thing... The important mm-hmm. thing. Um, ...is uh, how was uh, uh, Chris Novoselic as the exorcist? He wasn't in the film <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss him. 
missed that part. Uh, well, you know what? This week, I, I I managed to pull another thing down from the shelf. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen that I need to see that I get a lot of shit from you people. I get, it from, I get it from him. So, so a lot depends. Of hold on, which movie was so it? So I finally saw something from the whole '80s pantheon that I still Ooh. haven't watched. I can't say that now about Ice Pirates. Hey! <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't see Ice Pirates? No, the ship. Just I not- hate you. You even applauded my reference to the Ice Pirates once. I you, thought you, know, you saw it. You know what? I you are you know, I, I take it back. I did see it when I was really young, and I didn't care for it uh, at the time. Of. Uh, I just didn't remember much of it. I remembered that a, a robot had diarrhea and then there were these uh, metal. You got to be older and see that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it great? No. no Not anyway. No. 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 Uh, it's Ro- a movie. Robert Urich <laughs> <laughs> uh, starring in. Uh, it's What's amazing is that it, it had the best intentions when it started out. MGM financed it with $20 million to be kind of the next Star Wars, but then MGM had such a bad financial time that they cut all movie budgets down to $8 million, and they rewrote the script to put in comedy, and I put in, I say put in comedy real loosely here. Mm-hmm. It's You can see they're attempting to be funny, but it, it isn't. Um, it's not a good movie. No. Whatever, whatsoever. It looks like a TV movie in a lot of spots. Yes. Um, That's how I saw it originally. So, and when the height of comedy is the words "space herpy," I, I don't know if I can really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, Laugh track is. here. Yes. What a movie made for Kirsten? Okay, uh, but it is fascinating in a wow. This is a bad B movie sort of way. It's I, I can't say I'm a fan of it. Uh, I'm glad I watched it when I was older. Did I gain something from it? No. Will I watch it again? No. But Ice Pirates forgotten for a reason but it's an important 80s sci-fi film when you think about important is it important i'd explain important (laughs) it's important because i make references to it and if you don't get them you anger me i'll tell you what what people think is an important 80s sci-fi film that i just never really got behind was buckaroo bonsai i still haven't seen that one i've never seen what You, well, I've, I've promised Andy I wouldn't watch it until I watched it with him. That's a, that's a thing I've promised What a him. fucking cop-out. That's true. I, I made it. Even when he's in town, he doesn't have time to watch movies. It's you not that fucking... good. <laughs> it's, it's not great. that good. No, it's not. It's Defend great. that. John Lithgow is wonderful. Well, that's, yeah. John Lithgow is wonderful in everything. He was good in Harry and the Hendersons, and that was a hot garbage. That was a good show. I liked that garbage. show. <laughs> What's yep. crazy about Buckaroo Banza is they released a sequel novel in the last two years. <laughs> I know. And then there was the whole, there was the announcement that, wasn't it, Kevin Smith was going to, like, do Buckaroo Banza? Th- there was something in the ether, but and then, and then things, it fizzled as far as I Well, I it fizzled partly because the owners of the rights like oh. were like, huh? And the studio <laughs> was like, yeah. And they were like, huh? And then lawyers were like, money. And it all fell apart. <laughs> Kirsten, what'd you do this week? Um, well, I apologize to the D and D crowd because uh, I'm I'm dealing with stuff and I haven't been able to devote what I want to getting the game going. Uh, so I do apologize for that. I want to get back on track when I can, though. Um, I did do some reading on Kendall Ramsey Campbell. Oh yes, a horror writer who has done some like he's like a 
makes a Lovecraftian references and stuff. A lot of them a a, a quiet Stephen King Lovecraftian style. Yes, and it's very cool. But he also did a number of short stories of a sword and sorcery kind. Oh, fantastic! And, and his heroes like battle Lovecraftian type entities. the The collection is called Far Away and Never oh, by like Ramsey Kanzel. And um, I was I've been reading that, and that's a a, a good deal of fun. Um, there's also a series of anthologies called Swords Against Cthulhu. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and you know what you're getting with that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really funny because uh, it, it's, it, they're mixed bags because you get some good stories and you get some sort of their stories. The third one, which is uh, aptly titled Swords Against Cthulhu 3, is uh okay yes <laughs> i like that i like to know that there's yeah like that. quite a few in this series then well it's um it actually uh has two of my favorites oh. so far because uh there's <laughs> the the first story that i really liked uh was by someone named elizabeth davis and it's the savage sword of google Okay. And it's basically, it, it's funny because it kicks off with a, an epigram. An epigram is a quote from another literary source that people can, will open up chapters or stories with. And this one, it opens up with Robert E. Howard's Hither Came Conan the Sumerian. Um, black-haired, sullen-eyed, sword in hand, a thief, a reaver, a slayer, with gigantic melancholies and gigantic mirth, to tread the bejeweled thrones of earth under his sandaled feet. But then the first sentence is, these words graced my boot-up screen as I finished my recharging cycle. So it's like a series of robots that imagine themselves as sword and sorcery barbarians fighting Cthulhu monstrosities in a post-apocalyptic earth and the 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 robot uh, barbarian who's wearing a fur loincloth is running around with a sword and he's making great declarative statements uh, while he's and it, it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful play on the whole barbarian genre thing even as it deals with uh, Cthulhu things and it's it's post-apocalyptic fantasy, so it's really, really, uh, really did enjoy that. And it's very, very Lovecraft. Very, there's a reverse waterfall and giant creatures and amniotic sacks floating around, you know, eating people and stuff like that. So it's, it's a, that was a fun story. I'm and, sold. Yeah. And then um, the, I'm reading right now uh, another one called Demons in the Shell, which is really funny because... I, I think that's a Ghost in the Shell reference, but this is uh, this is another post-apocalyptic, and this is really cool because this is actually something I've been thinking about. It's like Manhattan is sunken, um, you know, underwater, and you have to tread the or, uh, boat along the waterways while looking uh, to fight the uh, terrible monstrosities and also uh, revitalized technology. And there's a guy who works for a university as an academic but his title is paladin because he uh fights the monsters in gaining knowledge to revitalize technology a nice little idea that sounds so, like a great video game pitch to yeah, me it frankly does. actually yeah it sounds like yeah. the brotherhood of steel you know that uh, uh, brotherhood except, of steel except less assholey well you know 
Yeah. <coughs> but the Let's Brotherhood of Steel did nothing wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Bunch oh. of fascists is what they are. Oh, okay. That's why I joined the railroad in that game. Damn right. What? Oh. The okay. railroad. That game. At least join the Institute. What? <laughs> You mean the, the sla- super intelligent version of... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the slavers of... of yes. Elder Andrews. Maxon did nothing wrong. Bullshit. Oh, my God. Nuke that facility. How yes. dare you. What did I open? What can of worms Fallout did I open 4. up? Fallout 4. <laughs> We're going to have a fight over Fallout 4. When you open up over the can and the worms are like... <laughs> coming up at you. Um, yeah, something like that in Warhammer 40k too. Magnus the Red did nothing wrong. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stand behind that. Stand. <laughs> and um, I also watched an interesting movie on Netflix. The harder they fall. The harder they fall. It's a western that actually it's a it's a black western. It's all black actors, and it's really funny because it's fictionalized, but all the characters are actual black uh, people from uh, Western history. Huh. So, like, remember in uh, the Watchmen sequel, we learned about Bass Reeves, the, the great U.S. Deputy Marshal. Um, that's a character in there, played by Delroy Lindo, which, you know, you're not hmm. going to get much more badass than that. Yeah. But Idris Elba is in I this. I remember seeing previews for this movie. It, it's interesting because it's totally fictionalized, the story in of itself, but it brings in all of these characters, and you can actually sit there and blaze through Wikipedia. You can sort of get disenchanted. By the sheer level of uh, of uh, erasure that goes on in history, because these people, these people were all over, all over the place, and doing the Bill Pickett, uh, who is uh, one of the uh, uh, founders of modern rodeo, actually is a character in there. This is the guy who actually, uh, what is the term bulldogging? It's the uh, the grabbing the steer by the horns oh. and you wrestle him to the ground. He's the father of that maneuver oh, okay. in uh, in rodeo. So um, it's it's it, it's historical characters like that, but it's all it's all um, fictionalized story. But a lot of fun. Uh, Regina King is in it. Zazie Beetz, the Kang guy. Oh, okay. Oh, that guy. Jonathan Williams. Guy from Lovecraft Country. Yes, Lovecraft Country dude. He's he's the the lead. And yeah, they're all good. It's it's very well it's very well acted. It's nice. It's a fun Western romp. It's it's nothing extraordinary in terms of it as a it's not like an unforgiven or something. Tombstone or something. Right. Not tombstone, not unforgiven, but It is, it is interesting. As a side note, you mentioned Tombstone. I also, just for shits and giggles, rewatched Wyatt Earp, okay. the, the yeah. Kevin Costner yeah. Tombstone. I was, was it as boring as I remember it? Oh. I, the, postman. I, the postman he did, too, at the That same at least time, was right? entertaining. <laughs> I actually uh, skipped the first hour of Wyatt Really? Earp. I did, yeah. too, because I fell asleep. <laughs> Do you know that he's in Yellowstone? Any of you guys watched that show? Yes. That yeah. sounds like me and News of the World. I, could, I was like... Oh. Which is... I really enjoyed that movie, actually. Really, really funny you mentioned Yellowstone because uh, the prequel, 1883. 1883 which I, um, looks interesting. Uh, Sam Elliott was on Mark Marone's uh, podcast and apparently went ape shit nasty on the Benedict Cumberbatch cowboy movie that's okay. now out. Because, um, good story. Liberals. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's it's sort of 
they're, uh, uh, the character that Cumberbatch is playing, uh, I believe historically might have been gay or bi. And so Elliot's complaining because there's tons of cowboys walking around with their shirts open down to their navel. And they're always wearing chaps, whether they're <laughs> riding or not. That's like his, he's got the furry chaps or the leather chaps. And is, is he even riding a horse? No, but he's got that. And that he is just, assless. <laughs> oh, my God. He's just mink a pink. He gets up into his room and lies on his bed and plays his guitar. And he's wearing the chaps. And what in the hell? And you know. <laughs> Because it's a old, old man yells at cloud. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it was uh, Jane Campion is the director, and she is apparently making a statement. Okay, and uh, that kind of uh, kind of rubbed old Sam the wrong way. Old Sam is right. Old is the yeah. the key. Yeah. Hey, you got to love there. Sam. I mean, Tombstone man. I, I enjoy Sam. Roadhouse. I enjoy Sam's work. Yeah, we'll Ro- Roadhouse. 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 That's a better one. Yeah. Hurts, don't it? You know, but hurts, uh, yeah. don't it? Yeah. <laughs> Be nice when it's not time to be nice. <laughs> wow, you, you, you just <laughs> murdered that quote. <laughs> <laughs> it can spe- it can be said by no one else again because it's so dead. I I I, I thought Elliot was in the room there for a second. Oh, well, I, well, <laughs> well, Elliot doesn't actually say that. It's Swayze that says that quote. But yes. That's how much I care about Roadhouse. Roadhouse is amazing. It is amazing. It's how amazing. Dare Wait, I bet he hasn't even seen it. I bet he hasn't even seen it. I have seen it. You have. I saw it like two years ago for the first time. Two oh, years, two years, years ago. ago. I tried to make him watch it with me one time, but he wasn't having it. I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to have a night where we sit him down and force him to watch something he should have watched 20 years ago. Like Clockwork Orange in his eyes? Yeah. Dude, how are you going to get him out of that fucking house? We'll take it it to his house. We'll we'll call it my new Saturday night thing. I mean, I'll admit, Roadhouse is stupid fun, and not much of the movie makes any sense. I will give you this, Um, Jeff. It is stupid. (laughs) What are we doing on this podcast? I don't know. Fuck this. Fuck this. Go smoke a brisket. Wait a minute. Did somebody say fuck this? He did. He did. He did. I would like to uh, turn in. (laughs) I believe that. I, I, I believe you own that word again, sir. And you owe me $40. You got to sell your house That's now. only right. 20 That's 20 That's half. Uh, Deb, he didn't make it that far, did he? He made it a month. About, about that, yeah. yeah. But you know what? That's further than I thought he'd make it. Yeah, that's true. Me too. Good job egging him on, well, let's uh, see. Matt. Let's see. You that. got Do him you good and riled. Wait, wait. I still, I, I'm 10 I owe you short. 10 no. fucking dollars. <laughs> You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> On a side note, I, I want to just say right now, Roadhouse is not my favorite movie. <laughs> who, who who had, what, four episodes before Barry used it? <laughs> what's, what's yeah, who won bingo? Who won bingo? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't remember if I was three Fuck or you, five. Torgo. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you in the mouth. Wow! He's now he's catching that, up. He's unleashing all that bent up, yeah, all that bent up fuck, you know. <laughs> he now gra- he's drinking. So he grabs Lafroy. That's a good choice. Oh. Ooh, oh, pour me a finger of Lafroy if you're grabbing it. Jesus! And it almost <laughs> slid by you guys. Damn. That's true. I'm so used to him saying it out of the show that it, it just flowed right through. Ooh, look at that. He is mm, not happy oh. either. No, he isn't. 
But he's not so angry that he didn't. He's been doing so well. He has really been like consciously trying not to say it. Good job, Matt. Good job. Yeah. The man baby strike again. Wow. I, I like I like when story arcs have beginnings, middles, and ends on this show. Yeah, that's right. We're no SNL. Our sketches come to an end eventually. <laughs> oh, you, you are not happy at all. I am unhappy. <laughs> the look on his face. I know. <laughs> it's, it, it was Roadhouse that did it. Wow. It was a time not to be nice. <laughs> Woo. Oh, by the way, uh, it's Sophia Arista from uh, ba- uh, Brass Against, which is a uh, Rage Against the Machine cover band. Okay. She's the one who peed on the guy. Ah, Rage Against the Machine cover band, huh? <laughs> Deb is impressed. <laughs> see, those are the kind of live shows I want to see. <laughs> Just not in the front row. No. <laughs> Splash Zone. Yeah. You well, want like, you want like a full birthday cake in the face from Stevie Oki? You never, you never, <laughs> like, you never, never miss full birthday cake. It's like twenty rows over. It's like it's, it just hits his target every single time. Well, now that yeah. I've made a hundred percent on my investment, uh, Jeff, <laughs> it's time for a Jeff's bad impression. What do you say? Sure, why not? <laughs> Fuck Come you, on, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Fuck him, Swayze, somebody from Roadhouse. Uh, uh, this one's sent to us by Scott Schofield. Uh, I would like Jeff to do this abridged scene from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, God. As Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers. I don't watch Bob's Burgers. I don't know the character. So he writes, if he's not familiar with that character, then Peter Laurie will suffice. <laughs> he was oh ready God. for it. Yeah, apparently he was. Which, so, which on that note, how the fuck does Bob's Burgers get a movie? Uh, because, I just saw the trailer for that this week, and what, I'm like... How what do is this emojis monstrosity? get a movie? Jeff, whether you like it or not, Bob's Burgers is popular. <laughs> I don't understand how. It's it, not funny. To you, I think it's fantastic. I know you do. I've, I tried again, watching I, an episode with you, and I'm like, none of this is funny. But then again, I like Roadhouse, and you do, so it all makes sense. <laughs> Comedy styles differ. <laughs> God, all right, I've, so I, I've outlined it in red. Yep, yep, Glenn Gary and Glad Ross... This is the 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 angry speech at the beginning. God, am I? I'm trying to. So, so I'm thinking Peter Laurie's voice here. It's you know a, Peter Laurie's voice. Yeah, it's it's been a while, so I'm trying to. All right. Hmm. So, okay. So I'll, I'll let you collect yourself here. Do what you got to do. Get in the get into the piece, the character. While, while Barry sulks, looking at his fuck, Le- fuck, 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 Lefroy fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck. I was about Fuck. to post the picture too, but now I'm gonna have to have to wait. Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. All right. After that aside, <laughs> I am unhappy. I, definitely unhappy. All right. Hmm. Peter Lorre. Peter, Peter Lorre. Yep. And Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Jesus. I don't think this is gonna. I mean, this is gonna definitely be a terrible impression. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, I, I can't hear it in my head. It's it's driving me crazy. Come on, you can do this. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers. That's actually not bad. You think I'm fucking with you? <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> I'm here from downtown. 
I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Because the good news is, you're fired. The bad news is, you've got all. You've got just one week to regain your jobs, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anyone want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. Very nice. That was that wasn't bad, Jeff. I got yeah, it. I was like, that was I was having voice. difficulty hearing his. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've watched a movie with him in it, and I was and I was like sitting there, and I'm like, okay. I can't hear him, but I can kind of hear when they do the making fun of him in like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, and I'm like, uh, that's close enough. I think that's ninety percent of people alive's exposure to <laughs> exposure Peter Lorre. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And you know what? We still have more that have been sent to us. But if you have a Jeff's bad impression to send to us, write comments at geekshockpodcast.com and send it our way. Uh, but uh, before we move on, I just want to put out there for our Kofi members, if you're not already aware, uh, we have posted up our spoiler talk for Book of Boba Fett and the third episode of St- Super Fight, where we do an argument game to decide on a our own personal super team. So uh, those are available on the Kofi Drive. And if you're not a Kofi member, you can always join. It's ko-fi.com slash geekshock. You can find it there. Let's do some... Hold on, hold on. I can't wait for the next super fight. Okay? Hold that, hold that. Someone take a picture. Take a picture of that. No, Somebody. no, no. Let's, let's just let him keep that face. I <laughs> oh, couldn't do it. But I can't wait till the next super fight where I, where I pick... Just normal human, super glued in place, and all I do is throw Ziploc bags at the opponent or some fucking bullshit. <laughs> Are you just a little angry because you got bad draws? Yes, that's fine. He that's got all I ever get. He, you could say <laughs> you could say he got fucked. Well, I got. Stone- I can say that. Now. I got stonewalled that's by this one over here. <laughs> what the hell? What? And, 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 and what was that on dis- Discord? I I loved it when you gaslit. Deb, it's like gas. What the hell did I do? I've called it more of a filibuster, really. I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and go ahead. No, no, I, I, I like that we can now call you Bad Drawers, Matt. That's good. <laughs> oh, God. News you don't give a shit about. No. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck your news. And um, you too. <laughs> this news you don't oh, give a shit about. Entire life is sponsored by King Vald. Kofi members on level four and higher. Once a month, you get a advertisement, and this is King Vald's. Public service announcement from former Communist Republic of Norway, now capitalist sovereignty. Capitalism number one. <laughs> it's pronounced Feigehi. And if you say it any other way, Norway disagrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, King Vald, for sponsoring this show. Feigehi. I like that. Feigehi. Feigehi. All right, that's how we're saying it from now on. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. If you plan on seeing the Batman at AMC theaters, who's going to see Batman this week? Who's planning? I am uh, going to try. Won't, yeah, probably so, won't be till like Tuesday. But but sometime this week you're going to yes. aim for it. Okay. So if you plan on seeing the Batman 
at AMC theaters, the price may be going up. During an earnings call Tuesday, uh, CEO Adam Aaron stated that the North American chain will be charging, quote, slightly higher than the prices of other movies playing in the same theater at the same time, unquote. Uh, this is a, written in Entertainment Weekly. Uh, for instance, a Los Angeles ticket for the Batman's reboot, uh, this is from director Matt Reeves, uh, currently costs $1.50 more for adult customers when compared with different movie at the same theater. So they're going with surge pricing. Uh, quote, Like Disneyland now. This is all quite novel in the United States, but actually AMC has been doing it for years in our European theaters, Aaron said of this variable pricing experiment. Uh, it, continuing, Indeed, in Europe, we charge a premium for the best seats in the house, as do just about all the other sellers of tickets in other industries. Think sports events, concerts, and live theater, for example. Uh, another quote, uh, the idea of dynamic pricing for movies based on size, scope, budget, desirability of a given film has been kicked around for years, but was not widely accepted for a variety of reasons. <clears throat> Says Paul Dergarabedian, uh, senior media analyst at Comscore. He continues, the pandemic has accelerated the adoption of many new business models and practices, so it should come as no surprise that for a mega blockbuster-style movie like The Batman, theaters may choose to upcharge for the premium movie-going experience only an epic superhero film can give to audiences. You know what also um, you know, came out during the pandemic and allowed users to do? Stay home and wait till it comes out on a streaming service or home video. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You better watch himself. The the only time Matt will advocate for a streaming exactly. service <laughs> is to say "fuck you" to the movie theaters. I was oh, I was always a fan of just going to the movies because there's something about a giant screen and really good sound. But I've never been a fan of the movie experience. Uh, we used to go to movies all the time uh, when I worked at Trek and uh, with, with the whole crew. But the only thing I liked about it was going out to like late dinner, or early breakfast afterward and shooting the shit about the movie. The actual experience of it is insular. It's just me watching the movie. I'm not talking to anybody. Well, it just depends on whether one of our coworkers gets drunk and drunk and screams throughout the movie. What? That, that, that can be that can be an experience that can during be the movie an experience. Yes. <laughs> I still, Which can dozen has happened. I, I still remember the time uh, Chad Randall and I, we were with a bunch of Star Trek people going and went to see uh, Spider-Man. Oh, I thought you were talking about episode two. Oh. Uh, no, no, this was, I mean, episode two was its own thing, but uh, Spider-Man and it was, there's a line in Star Trek, the experience, uh, at the end of the turbo ride when you fall on the turbo. We spoke about Star Trek, the experience, everyone drink. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> pokes their head in and is like, is everyone all right? And you're supposed to answer just a little rattled. And there's a line in Spider-Man where at the end of a big to-do or something, James Franco is talking to MJ, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and he hangs up the phone, turns to uh, Toby, and he's like, she's okay, she's just a little rattled. And Chad Randall and I there we go. started giggling. <laughs> and we couldn't stop. <laughs> and every time we'd almost stop, we, we giggled. For so long, Todd Agnello leaned forward and went, shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. You got to understand yeah. what it's like to get Todd Agnello. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to work real hard to get you gotta, his skin. That's a hard button yeah. to push. 
I've tried many times. Oh my god, it was. It, we it's just like, that's like one of those buttons you push it a hundred times, and then it's the hundred and first time that it actually yeah. performs the function. Yeah, and you know, wow, we could not stop giggling. It, we just it, and of course uh, Chad was loaded, but I wasn't. But uh, I didn't need. But there's to be. times where I where you have the giggles and like for no oh, reason yeah. you just well, can't. Chad and I, we get into that. We're fucked. Yeah. And that's not the movie experience I want. <laughs> that's exactly why I'm happy watching movies at home because screens are bigger. I mean, the cost of a 70-inch screen was outrageous 10 years ago. Now, you just go buy one. It's not a big deal. If you got the money to buy a TV, you might as well buy a 70-inch or more. Stereos are cheap as well, so you're getting a good sound experience, and you're getting this magical experience that you don't have to get in the theater. Pause it and pee and come back. <laughs> you don't have to run crazy to the bathroom like I did watching Dune. Well, we don't have the prostate issues you have. I don't have any prostate. <laughs> Fuck you. No, oh, oh hey, that's hey, freeing. He... To tell him that. Ooh. Ooh, that feels good. <laughs> Getting to say fuck you to Todd? Yeah, yeah. fuck him. Um, I know. My pocket he says ran, it's great. Like, so we went to Dune like bucks. and he had to go to the bathroom. I kid you not, it was like less than a minute. I was like, holy shit. The bathroom wasn't close to the theater, and he ran. I used the that fast. speed force. I don't even like DC. That's how fast I went. But he came back so fast, like I literally thought he just like went to the door and decided when, when to hold it. Saw the, saw the garbage can right by the door. Okay, close it this will do. I could still hear it. <laughs> yeah, I ran so fast I could hear the wind in my ears. So I, I you weirdy like, way down the hallway, like you weirdy. Yes. I feel like I don't need to hear the rest of the article in order to say fuck AMC. Uh, well, you know, if you do decide you want to do AMC, if you uh, audience members who purchases AMC tickets by the end of February 14th, you know, if you for showings through March 6th, so if you got that, you're eligible to receive a limited edition NFT. Oh, oh my God. There's I, the cherry on the shit side. I stand by my statement. <laughs> you know, I... I don't know if it's just the AMC theater here in Vegas, but I do not like the AMC theater here in I've Vegas. I've had some bad experiences yeah. with AMC. I've had them charge me twice for the same movie. Yeah. Like, Oops. Oh, well. Enjoy your movie, sir. There's I, only one movie theater experience I miss, and that's the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. I got I to gotta say, if it's not showing at either of the Galaxy theaters on my side of town, I, don't wanna, I, I literally don't want to drive anywhere to see it because... I've had great movie experiences there. The staff's great. Uh, seats are comfortable. The screens are nice and bright. And they, they, you don't have a lot of the issues. Like cause that was actually an issue. I AMC was where I saw Studio 666 last night. And they ha- had a problem with the house lights where they were like... Oh, no. The, 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 dim, the dim lights that are supposed to be on so you can kind of see the aisles. The ones right next to the screen were on kind of part of the time. Uh, eventually, what did go off, but uh, it was it was reflecting on the screen for a little bit. It was bothering me. But after they went, it finally went out. Um, very nice, high contrast picture. But it was just one of those like, Argh. oh, another thing I don't have to worry about when I'm watching a movie at home. Someone bringing kids to the theater. There is yeah. that. Yeah, that. that oh man. That has been a breaking point for me with some movies because... You, you make the choice I, to have a kid? Well, you, 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 no. You sacrifice going to the movie theaters for at least eight years. Alamo well, Draft House will not even allow you to have kids. In, in After the first showing of every day. Yeah, free IUD with every couple. 
<laughs> I make the conscious choice to either go to an early afternoon movie where where children are going to be in school, or I go to a late night movie well, where sh- it's too late for kids to be up. It's not. And it's not. That, no. that's, it's not. That's what yeah. I was just getting to. That one of the films I saw recently, it was a ten thirty showing. The even the staff was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> They're like Deb and I went to see the very last showing of Spider Man the last the new one, one yeah. yeah turn and off the dark turn turn yes turn shut fuck you um, <laughs> funny but you know for the record fuck you uh, what I'm just Boy, using it. it's like it's like a muscle I just <laughs> gotta exercise it he's he's getting his forty dollars worth out now <laughs> no I'm getting my forty dollars <laughs> and so there's 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 two groups in that theater it's me and Deb. And someone with a kid. No, it was three adults three, and a child. Three adults and a child. I thought it was two children. Whatever. It was people I didn't want to hear in the theater. But yeah, so half that movie, the kid's talking, and all I'm doing is focusing on, like, why is there a child here? It's like 11.45 at night. Holy fuck. Now I can't hear the film because I'm my brain is focusing on this child who should not be talking right now. And why the fuck are they in this movie right now? Yeah. And so what do you do in that? Right? You don't want to well, be... Well, the- I will... At Galaxy, any... This was theater, Galaxy. Any person in the theater that's causing a disruption, if you report it to the staff, they will ask them to Which leave. Which means no I got to leave asked. the theater. Yes. Go find them. They're off smoking weed or whatever. Uh-huh. And which means I'm going to miss the movie. But you, you might miss, score some good You might meat. miss five minutes of the movie, or you can deal with an hour and a half of the children talking during the movie. I'll, I'll snap my fingers once. Like, if they're behind me, I'll <laughs> snap my fingers and point in that direction, hoping ooh, that they ooh. saw it. And <laughs> My asshole puckered just him demonstrating that. Yeah. I, I, that's... Whoa! Whoa! Because... There goes my asshole again. It <laughs> has happened... Two, I say that every day. Two separate movies I went to at Galaxy. What One was somebody who asshole. refused to get off their phone... And the screen was on, and it was bright. Were you the guy that says, shut your fucking phone off? No, I didn't have to say that because the staff came in, said, I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to leave. And he goes, why? And he's like, I paid for my ticket. He's like, you're on your phone. You're causing disruption. You need to go. Good. And they kicked him out. Uh, the second one was uh, parents that were allowing their child to run up and down the aisle oh during God, the movie. Oh, my God, I can't stand that. So staff, even worse staff came in and asked them to leave. Yeah, so, I was at a galaxy and the kid was running back and forth, mm-hmm. and it was really cool because they actually put down those tax strips. Oh wow! <laughs> Cop used spike cars. I love galaxy for that. That took that kid right the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I wish they do that in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, I remember to this day. It was at Ten- Trek. It happened to me at Trek. I don't even know if you remember, but like it was one of those. It was like a Tuesday when we were just totally dead. And there was like three servers on, so one of us. So I had the round. Then somebody else had the booths, and then there was one person in the smoking section in the bar. And there was a party there, and it was like six adults and like four kids. And because they were the only party in the round, in like that top section, so the adults are all sitting at one table, the kids are all sitting at another table. And I kid you not, I took their drink orders to go back. I start getting stuff. I come out. The kids are jumping off the table. They're oh, jumping shit. off chairs. They're I'm not running around like being crazy. And the parents are just sitting talking and it completely, completely ignoring the children. Like Pangers. not one of them turned and said, and you shouldn't do that. Not even like in that stupid way that doesn't even do shit. None of them did that. They just ignored them completely. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, they can't be doing that. It's not a. It's not safe. <laughs> so, for me or anybody else who's walking around this restaurant, and it, so they stopped, and I come back out and doing stuff, or whatever. And they were doing it again. It's like, 
I really want to ask you to leave right now. I could care less about making money from you people. Just go the fuck away. What is this? Is not I'm not a babysitter. That's not what I get paid for. <laughs> this episode is Deb versus children. Man. <laughs> I thought I hated children. When parents allow that to happen, their children grow up to be like Torgo. Just what? fucking assholes. Oh. And they don't watch movies. Oh, hey, I, I was a child they of action. That's died. what we called it. A, a child <laughs> of action. I thought they'd grow up to be like Vlarg. Yes, they do. I was well behaved. <laughs> Till what? You were five? Ask my mother. Oh, your mother loves you. So ask her. <laughs> Someone's got to. Um. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> she don't give a shit about Beyblades. That's the stop right there, because you are absolutely correct. Not a damn person at this table gives a flying fuck about Beyblades. What is it? That's those spinner toys where you use a special launcher uh, called a Bay launcher uh, to have them quote unquote battle each other in an enclosed arena uh, called a Bay Stadium. Didn't they used to call those tops? Yeah, they. Uh, that's what they are. I just said that. Yes. <laughs> But you but didn't use mic. your mic. Not into the mic. He was so talking, it didn't He was count. talking to me. Yeah. He was explaining Fuck to you. me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they appear to be the latest toy franchise to get a live action feature adaptation. What? What? Say that again. No. No, actually, I don't give a shit about what? it. No, no. <laughs> no, they're getting a live action adaption. Jerry Bruckheimer is on board to produce the movie at Paramount with Neil Widener and J uh, Gavin James writing the script. Uh, the toys have already been the focus of several manga and animated series. Uh, there are details about, no details about the plot of this project yet, as if there will be one. Uh, no timeline for production, though the project is one of many films Bruckheimer has in the works at Paramount. He's producing T Top Gun Maverick. That's set to come out in May. As well the as, best <laughs> movie coming out. As well as television adaptation of American Gigolo, starring Owen Wilson. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Roll that back. Gigolo. Gigolo? <laughs> Gigolo, you mean? I, 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 no, Gigolo. Someone that giggles a lot, right? Is that what it means? Yeah, no. yeah, that's what it means. Yeah, yeah. Oh it means God. he's got a lot of gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Owen Wilson in development at Paramount TV. So Owen Wilson doing the remake of American Gigolo that originally starred Richard Gere. Yeah. Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson. <sighs> replacing Richard wow. Gere. Wow. Because when I think gigolos, I think Owen Wilson. That, that'll that be a hell of a sex scene. Wow. 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 Have you, have you ever seen the uh, um, the Star Wars, the lightsaber bla battle where they replace yeah. every noise with the, all the different ways that he said wow in every movie? No, that one gives me every time. That. It's hilarious. Wow. 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 <laughs> Did he say wow and Loki? I'm pretty sure yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, it was like three or four episodes in, yeah, but he finally wow. said it. Beyblades. No. No. Who's nope. excited about the live action top arena? No. Not even close. Did Did Pogs ever get a movie? They should after this. I mean, uh, yeah. Frankly, you know what? I would say if Pogs were still a thing, you could bet your ass they'd be a movie. Even the garbage pail kids got a movie. Starring Mackenzie Austin. Yes. What was the Simpsons one? It's like, because the pogs are making a comeback. Look, it's Alf. Remember Alf? Weekend Geek. Woohoo. Yay. Yay. I mean, for the record, fuck you. Wow. Yay. Wow. 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 Steven Spielberg's next film project is an original film. 
that will center on Frank Bullet. Uh, Frank Bullet is the San Francisco. Fran- <laughs> he sure is. Wow. <laughs> Bullet wow. is the San Francisco cop character played by Steve McQueen in the 1968 thriller Bullet. Uh, Josh Singer did the post and Spotlight is set to write the script uh, with regular Spielberg collaborator Christy Mikoso Krieger on board to produce. Also, McQueen's son, Chad McQueen, and granddaughter, Molly McQueen, are executive producing. The 1968 Bullet is based on the 1963 novel Mute Witness, which follows Bullet's investigation into the death of a mob informant that he was tasked with protecting. That film was directed by Peter Yates, who also did Breaking Away. So, you fans of Bullet, Steven Spielberg's making a sequel? It's, um... (laughs) It is a fascinating film. Uh, It's... It's not a terrible film, but it's not a great film compared to today's day, uh, to movies today. But there is a chase scene around San Francisco that is, to this day, considered one of the better uh, yeah. car chase scenes. Uh, it's really well choreographed, and the editing on it is superb. And they, they do some real driving yes. in there, too. Uh, Vernon and I were watching it, and we found, like, one second of that scene where it looked like it was... Uh, uh, overcranked, undercranked, you know, to speed up the look of it. Okay. Everything else was regular speed. It was just, it's just insane. Was yeah. it better than the car chase scenes in Ronin? Uh, no, but two then again, different, but two well choreographed. And and Ronin chases. is later. I mean, Ronin is you're capitalizing yeah. on the history there. Bullet, I think, is uh, definitely the the first. You have to think of, of also in terms that completely different settings like Ronan you're talking about you know older narrower roads they they whereas yeah, Frankenheimer, Frankenheimer yeah, yeah. use the hell out yeah. of the tight confined European yes. space and the San Francisco and, one yes they were all over those fucking hills jumping over hills, oh my god they, jumping they were doing up hills. so many of those yeah. it was crazy it was it was pretty they, cool they did some extraordinary damage to a lot of vehicles in that in that <laughs> sequence I speak from uh, experience. I've done that before. Have you? <laughs> I have actually made done a, some damage. Before. Made a car to all four wheels came off the ground. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my! In Frisco? God. No, not in Frisco, but it was an old '78 Oldsmobile, so it was a steel car too. And I made all four wheels come off the ground, and yeah, I cracked the engine block and broke the radiator. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I had did you school. ride with this woman? <laughs> This, this from the woman who earlier today <laughs> sent me out for a chili cheeseburger and was scared to fucking death that I was going to drive the car too fast or something. She, she did tell him to be very careful with her car. because <laughs> he's a horrible driver. Uh, well, there you, you see. You see. In almost the same breath. As I lifted this giant was car off all four wheels. I was 17. the fucking block. 17. Now, I did actually do that once myself uh, in Kansas. There was this there's an old dirt road on the back, uh, you know, away from the city in, near Lawrence, Kansas. And there is a hill that goes, the train tracks were on a hill. But you couldn't see, like the lights were very few and far between on this road. So I didn't see that it was a dramatic steep up to the train tracks and that it dropped dramatically on the other side. And I didn't see any kind of so you do speed boy, limit sign. You do boys the train track. Yeah, I, I literally got up to the top, and I felt all four wheels come off the, the road. And I'm like, 
oh fuck as i'm <laughs> as i'm hitting all four on the other side of the train track did the world pause when, that, air. When, you, when you got air and yeah. you have time for like a yeah. little old jeff I gunter had, never had much <laughs> luck driving over to the train tracks and i night. was wondering that. why waylon jennings was riding with you <laughs> and the banjo kicked in like right around that time <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> jeff and the boys but yeah but, uh, old boss hog in them <laughs> <laughs> It was the only time I was thankful that the the, the, the truck I was driving at the time was a, as a four wheel drive with a, a four wheel suspension. Wow. So it like so you didn't it, crack the engine block. I didn't I didn't do any dramatic damage, thank God. Dramatic but damage. It just uh, well, I think uh, no dead damage. <laughs> I think there was like a piece of plastic trim that I cracked. Oh, a little for bit. fuck's sake, Jeff! But it was like be more it, careful. It was cosmetic. It was, I, but like when I hit the ground, I came to a stop. I'm like. Oh fuck! Did I just destroy my shocks? You know, I'm gonna have to replace all the struts, and I'm like going around with the flashlight, looking at everything over, and like, oh, everything actually seems okay. And then do this again. Deb drives up, looks out the window, is like, pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I that in my head now. Uh, So, Deb, I do have to ask this question: Was it on purpose? No, it was not. It was not on purpose. Okay. So, a friend and I, we it was typical California driver. Senior of high school, we had ditched class, and like we're driving, we went to go see a friend in a part of town that I had not really driven before and so Down in Encino. didn't realize that there was a big dip in the road and oh that was just Jeff oh, okay I was waiting for who was gonna take that he was hanging out there but no we were you know driving faster than I should have and I was in a 78 Oldsmobile so like you know those of you who have never driven older cars, once you get them up to a good speed, it's hard to slow them down quickly. So, because they don't want to. Oh, so you saw it coming? So I, I did, but I was, I was speeding, obviously. And <laughs> obviously. I, so I see it and I'm like, shit. And I push on the brakes. My friend Peter's in the car and he's just like, oh my God. And like, we went, like, it was, it was crazy insane. And, like instantaneously all the water out of the radiator just kind of like we you made are the it to reason oh shit handles <laughs> exist we made it to my friend's house and then the car just would not start after that so then i had to call my dad and we had did yeah. school See, and yeah wow. it's not her fault it's her fucking father who taught her how to drive my dad used to mountain race cars okay and he taught me how to drive yes Actually, Todd, you were with me that one time in San Diego where we didn't realize that the road went straight down <laughs> over the edge and, and all the, the stuff in the back like lifted up and then crashed back down. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot that because of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't tell that the road was going to just suddenly go straight down. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, there was a couple when we were in Ireland, Scotland. And these, obviously, at these points, I was driving slow. But there's a couple of those hills where you get to the point you can't. The road kind of comes up and then you don't see it. And you don't see any surrounding scenery at all. So you're like, how steep is this down when I'm sure? And like, you're driving normal speeds, but it's also like uh-huh, windy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We didn't really get air, though, at the San Diego one. But no. it was just one of those like. I wasn't, it was ironically, I was not exceeding the speed limit. I just didn't know that after we came around this corner and then started to go down this road, that it was going to suddenly go straight down he towards was exceeding the harbor. The speed limit. No, I wasn't. I was actually going the speed limit at that time because I didn't know where the fuck I was at that point. Anyway, yeah, it was fun. Only two, only two tires came off the ground in that one. It was the back two tires. Yeah, it didn't make my butt pucker at all. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, Deb drove by, looked out the window. 
pussies. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says that to everyone going to Comic Con. So. <laughs> Sorry. Now every time we say that, the guy from um, Letterkenny, pussy. pussy. <laughs> Pequok. <laughs> wow. Pequok, huh? Pequok. 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 Show's over. <laughs> Peacock. Yes, it is an hour and a half right there. Peacock has acquired the Twisted Metal television project we discussed early 2021. Right. Part of Red Light, Green Light. So Marvel Studios veteran Anthony Mackie, a Falcon and Winter Soldier, will executive produce the half-hour live-action comedy series, as well as star in the central role, role of John Doe, described as the show's official synopsis as a, quote, smart-ass milkman, unquote. John is proficient behind the wheel of any vehicle, capable of driving as fast as he can talk. Milkman? What is he, from the 50s? Uh I, I'm not privy to this script to know about that. With no memory of his past, the amnesiac protagonist gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat, unquote. Uh, Will Arnett and Mark Foreman of the Electric Avenue Production Company are also on board to executive produce alongside Zombieland and Deadpool scribes Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Michael Johnson Smith, who did Cobra Kai, will write, showrun, and executive produce. Quite a, yeah. quite a group, quite a, quite a pedigree. Yeah, for, for yeah. a show for about twisted metal, twisted metal, which is just a demo car thing. With, with no one can hear you. No one can hear you over there. You don't exist when you're standing up and you're away from the mic. <laughs> At this point, Matt is trying to make a comment about Sweet Tooth, the clown in the uh, in the series, but nobody Thank can hear you, him. Wow. Anyway, did, yeah, did, Sweet Tooth is the just... only one I ever played as because he was the best. It was fun. But no one ever going to keep you down? There was no story. He was just no. smashing cars together. Crash. Sometimes that's fun. It doesn't always have to be a story in a video game. That's, 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 that's right. There doesn't have to be in a video game. There doesn't a movie, which is why I did not green light this the first time around. That's true. We are talking about a movie. <laughs> yes. I yes, Matt. Love. Yes, we are speaking about a movie, Matt. <laughs> I will give you that. I will give you that. <laughs> uh, no, this isn't a movie. This is a TV show. Even uh, worse. It's a TV show. Because there's more time involved. Yeah, That's worse. right. More car crashing. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. So to stretch it out, there will be like the end of the first episode, there'll be a bunch of questions asked. And you'll have to wait till the end of the season to get the answers to these fascinating questions that no one's going to give a Who shit. Who was the driver of this? 78... What was it? Buick? Oldsmobile Cutlass. Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, okay? And uh, it even okay. had an eight-track player. Okay, she pulls up and just says, pussy. <laughs> and what was in that eight-track player? It's got to be some 70s We wrong. had a, the neighbor who gave us the car and literally gave us the car, um, gave us the box, like in a box of That's why it wasn't respected. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, libertarian thought steps up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, there was an Elvis one in there, and there was like it's perfect soundtrack right there for mm-hmm. that, that moment. Was Elvis playing while you were going over yeah. the hill? Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was thinking more. Uh, shoot, what was the one they were playing in uh, Men in Black when they're in the tunnel upside down? Yeah, good story. Right. <laughs> Fine. If I could have remembered the goddamn song, it would have been better. Wow. 
Jeff forgets a song. Oh, Everybody Jeff, have two drinks. Jeff did the setup and the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King has another book released slated for September. The book is officially titled Fairy Tale. The story revolves around Charlie Reed, a young high schooler forced to grow up before his time when a hit-and-run accident kills his mother and drives his father to alcoholism. Seven Sounds like King. Seven years later, Charlie, who has learned to look out for himself and his dad, starts working for an aged and eccentric recluse by the name of Howard Bowditch. The man lives in a crumbling old house perched up atop a hill, and sometimes strange noises can be heard coming from inside it. When the old man kicks the bucket and leaves Charlie, his faithful dog Radar, a set of keys that unlock a door to a parallel dimension where good and evil are at war with one another. A quote, what would... What could you write that would make you happy? King said in a statement provided to Entertainment Weekly, quote, as if my imagination had been waiting for the question to be asked, I saw a vast deserted city, deserted but alive. I saw the empty streets, the haunted buildings, a gargoyle head lying overturned in the street. I saw smashed statues of what I didn't know, but eventually I found out. I saw a huge, sprawling palace with glass towers so high their tips pierced the clouds. Is this relay? Those images released the story I wanted to tell, unquote. Sounds kind of like it. Yeah. I, I'll bet all the money in my pockets versus all the money in your pockets that it's in Maine. <laughs> uh, you mean all your money in my pockets? I fucking hate you. <laughs> really You're the one who Maine. said it. Yeah. Just putting that out Only there. Only yourself yeah, really. to blame, she says. Yes. Libertarian Deb is no, stepping it up. It was you. It's your fault for not watching Roadhouse. <laughs> Best movie I've never seen. I have seen it though. I just didn't care for it. You motherfucker. <laughs> are we doing, oh, oh, are we doing oh, this? Please again? take this, Matt. Please take this. For, yeah. Be- before we continue, would you like to sell your the word fuck back to me, Barry? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what I'll do oh, okay. instead. Oh, okay. And I've been this has been churning in my head since oh, I oh, since I earned it back. Oh, okay. I shouldn't own this. Bought it back. You didn't earn it back. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I shouldn't own this word. This should not be part of my lexicon. I, I should just get better stuff. So I'm not gonna sell it to any of you. I'm gonna sell it to the monkeys. Okay. I'm going to auction it off. What is this, NFT? Like, what the fuck is... Yes. Yeah, really. Okay. So, okay, so you want to auction off your use of the word fuck to the monkey? Oh, it's an NFF. Non-fungible <laughs> fuck. I'm going to auction I've off this NFF, of those, which now is what it's called, <laughs> to the monkeys. Okay, how does that work? I don't know, but I want to do it. So give me some time to sit on this and think about it. And once the show airs, I'll have thought about it because it'll be a couple days. Yeah. So does this mean that it works the same way that if you say the word, you owe them double their money back? I was. Hold the phone there because, you know, someone with more money and sense is going to say, I bid $500. And now I, then I'm truly and well fucked because, you know, it's going to happen. So I don't want to do that. So okay. it, it'll be something like you get. Now I'm spitballing here. I'll think about this, but you'll get a prize. You'll get your money back if I if I say it. But you'll get a prize worthy of the. I don't. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Okay. It's 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 in process. And if you have ideas, monkeys, hey, Barry, shoot, us, shoot it hey, to Barry. us. Good story. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you on this one. I'm with you on this one. Fuck you and your idea. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry, Kingvold and Ozzy Matt—they're gonna come up with some good shit. Oh, you know it. Yeah, I'll figure. You know, 
I'll even do one better. I'll figure out a way to make like half of the money go to like charity or something. So that'll be an additional oomph to to this. I don't I, why don't we? I, I like where it's going. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why even go through that? Every time Barry says "fuck" on an episode, uh-huh. he has to donate to charity. Oh, there it is. It's That's easy a as good that. one right there. And it's yeah. said on the show. It's yeah. law. No. Forty dollars to charity every single time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't moving into your new house. <laughs> Deb just watched the dream of the new F- home. Five years from now, today. when we're recording in Jeff's house, and Barry and Deb are still living here. <laughs> <laughs> and Critical Care Comics, boy, their coffers are full. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry's sleeping on the sofa. <laughs> the cat is wandering around going, why am I still here? Why can't I afford food? <laughs> Fuck Torgo as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's still Todd's fault. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is a very half-baked idea I just came up with. So I'd I got, say. I no gotta, shit. I got to think about it. But figure out a way for it to do this and make it cool. And it's then, in the world. We'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, I like where it's going. A, a and Bart, I'm not selling it back to him because I don't Bart, like him. A I'll buy it for scheme, 20 bucks. A Vlarg scheme half-baked? No. <laughs> wow. Here we go. Wow. 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 Don't you have some news to read? Ah, let's do some red light, green light instead. <laughs> red light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Doesn't matter what you say. They're gonna make this shit anyway. Red light, green light. All right, I call this production meeting into order for done right. We have four more pitches. One or more of these may be fake. Uh, here are their names, all right? You have Metropolis, The Fireman, A-OK, and To the Stars. Those are your four pitches, right? Ad Astra. <laughs> Ad Astra, indeed. Now you get one green light each. So here we go. We're going to start with Fritz Lang's sci-fi masterpiece, Metropolis, coming to the small screen by way of Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail. The television project has landed at Apple TV+. Esmail will write, direct, executive produce, and show run. Not much else is known about the adaptation, which is described by the official release as a, quote, new drama. Uh, first release in t- 1927, the movie explores the class divide in a futuristic dystopian city. So most of you have probably seen or at least familiar with Metropolis. What do you think of Metropolis as a TV series for Apple TV Plus? Worried. Nah. No. Worried. Worried? Worried. Why? I'm not because see Metropolis it. is cla- is the well, definition of But classic. I feel like it is because it was the first motion picture science fiction movie right like that's what totes its fame that it was the most expensive movie of its time yeah uh, with that huge art deco creation they made they made with it but and the kind of thought that went into it yeah like yeah. i think man who went to the moon or something like that was before that a lot of was, modern modern that was more but, but 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 yeah metropolis is definitely something that set a standard yeah. isn't yeah. man who went to the moon a silent film yes Metropolis was it also a silent film? Yeah, yeah. Metropolis is also a silent film. Sorry, it but works I've only very s- well with Depeche Mode. See, I've uh, only seen Metropolis in the background. background. Like I've never actually ah. sat down to watch it. I've oh, only had it uh, like playing in the background. At a it was a silent together. film, but a lot of the, a lot of modern cinema making, took its cues from how they put together that film, like the editing style and the use of models. 
uh, very intricate models for, you know. Lots of revolutionary yeah. stuff. Yes, exactly. 2001 of its time. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, that's where we get C-3PO. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Futura, CP3. Um, yeah. I, hey, class struggle, class division. I think that's ripe. Let's let's you know. I I don't I don't know, man. I kind of. I think if anyone's gonna remake it, Ismail would be yeah. Deep, would, would there be pretty go. good. Yeah. I ho- I hope they keep the aesthetic. Yeah. 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 You mean like the Art Deco? Yeah. Style? Exactly. Can you do? A period science fiction movie that's supposed to be the future. Right. You know, well, that's what it was, right? Right, exactly. No, but you know, they're not the first that's even in modern times used Art Deco as a sure. futuristic style. Well, very I'm, true. So, I mean, yeah, nobody's I'm, saying they were, you know. I want them to do the makeup like they did on those characters. <laughs> it was black and white. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they should do it in black. No, no, no. It wow, it wouldn't resonate. Boy, oh boy! Didn't they re-release the movie in what the eighties, late eighties, with but with a modern, quote unquote, modern soundtrack? Uh, wouldn't surprise there me. There was like Queen had a, a was song in it. Really? I remember. Am I remembering the right movie? I thought I remembered it. Oh no, I'm thinking of Dracula. Sorry, Philip Glass. Dude. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure they did a re-release that had they did modern. That's how you play with those movies. That's really what you got. Is the Wizard of Oz with um, the Dark Side of the Moon? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except, except this this was an official release. This was an official release. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, I think Barry's got a good point. Keep that aesthetic. Or you got a who who had that? Somebody had a good. Somebody had that point. It's weird that I'm I'm saying Barry, but well, let's if see I, how. Okay, go I was ahead. gonna say I, if I, I hate to keep going back to the, no. the original film. Uh, well, I swear to God, there was a a color tinted version yes. of Metropolis. There was something like that too in the tw- in the in the late twenties or early thirties that 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 was theatrically shown, but it wasn't it wasn't like your modern version of Colorized where they went back through and said, okay, this is what everything would have looked like, blah blah blah. But they. They did color tinting of kind certain of a mood scenes. Tinting. It's like um, Nosferatu. Yes, Nosferatu. Well, the, the original release had those. I forget the term that the specific term, but they did that tinting thing, and you could move from scene to scene yeah. where it was uh, like that. So some of it was done by hand. Some of it was like yeah. the, the type of film that they used. Yeah. Like certain colors would come up as. That be tinting the only thing by that hand tinting. is some insane yeah, shit. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you got to think, yeah, twenty-four cell by cell, t- yeah. twenty-four frames for every second of film, and then mm-hmm. every you know now that times sixty. Do you do you do a master like that, and then you can make yeah. all the successive copies, or do you do every single fucking? It depends on the film stock, but in the twenties, it would have had to have, every copy would have had to have been done by hand. Fucking. A. <laughs> but you also have to remember the studio system, that was like a factory. They would have sure. people lined up and say, like, you color this strip of film, all of these scenes, you color this item, et cetera. So, and then it would be spliced together. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I have right. taken this completely off track. Uh, yes, 1984, they re-released Metropolis uh-huh. with a uh, new soundtrack and uh, 
a lot of people weren't pleased because the soundtrack had seven pop songs by Pat Benatar, Loverboy, and Freddie Mercury, among others. What? Wow. Wow. (laughs) I was at a party uh, at Tottenham's place, and he was playing Metropolis in the background with no sound, but he had uh, Depeche Depeche Mode's Exciter album playing over it, and it actually works. It works. It was really good. Yeah. But Pat Benatar, I like that, Pat Benatar, but no. That no. sounds like a classic, we got to get the kids interested, and so we're going to totally... Play all the popular music yeah. right We're going to yeah. be totally dumb. Yeah, let's get Loverboy. <laughs> yes, it misstep and... <laughs> all right, so that was Metropolis. This year goes, uh, goes against the Fireman. A Walden Media intends to adapt Joe Hill's 2016 post-apocalyptic novel, The Fireman, for television. Hill is on board to executive produce alongside Frank Smith and Naya, I've got to be careful with them, Kolkov uh, for the uh, production company. The book takes place in a world where a strange affliction starts causing people to spontaneously burst into flames. There's no cure for the disease known as Dragon Scale, which prompts mass terror and the fall of society. Joe Hill ripped off George R.R. Martin? The title refers to a mysterious figure dressed in a yellow firefighter's jacket who roams the ruins of civilization, protecting the innocent and avenging those who have been wronged with the help of an iron bar. Well, what's the disease then? They they call the disease Dragon Scale. So he, he, like, uses the disease? No, he doesn't use the disease. No, he's he kills people with the disease. No, he doesn't kill people. He with the people with he, an iron bar. He writes wrongs. There's a, there's a lot there's, more to the novel, but this is the description wait, wait, they've did, given me. Did, didn't the character like can gain control of the disease or something like that? Uh, some people are immune to it. Because like you talked, disease, yeah. didn't you talk about this? Uh, the book, yeah, the book uh, is a bajillion yeah, the, years ago. Yeah, I read it when it first came out. We've read it since for the book club, ah. and uh, yeah, it's. To me, it reads more like a superhero novel, cooked uh, in this uh, this sci-fi horror-esque kind of setting. Don't make that face, Barry. Eh. What the fuck? It's eh. like his permanent face. It's fine. <laughs> That's his losing forty dollars. <laughs> That's his resting Barry face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, what do you think of the fireman? I, I want. I want. What's the disease got to do with it? Uh, it's the it disease the that takes back- that sets down society. Right. It's, oh. It sets up the world for you. It's okay. post-apocalyptic. A lot Thank of people you, died. Deb. Yeah. I'm glad that you could sum that up in a sentence. I, I thought I did it <laughs> earlier with the whole world where a strange affliction causes people to spontaneously burst into flames, which prompts the mass yeah, but, terror and fall of society. But you didn't say that sets up this thing. You made it sound like that's part of the plot. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back where we started from. So you're going to say no then. Okay. Listen, wow, grab, I was liking you for a minute there, Deb. Listen, grab your g- grab your bar and write the wrongs. Yeah. Let's go. I know. I, uh, uh, t-shirt. That's the setting. Here's the fireman guy. Little, little crowbar in the background of the, the caption. Grab your bar he didn't say and a write crowbar. the wrongs. He said an iron bar. Actually, you said your bar. I'm not talking about Todd. I've given up what? on him at this what? point. He's just leading me astray. I do that. It's Joe Hill. This yeah. is the I longest think this work. green light, red light, green light ever. <laughs> and 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 uh, you said kind of superhero esque. Yes. I don't know. Got your yellow coat thing, right? I'm getting a, a Bruce Willis on Unbreakable vibe there. You know. Don't yeah. get excited. Guardians of Justice was a superhero movie. <laughs> and that is straight garbage. Whoops. Movie, TV show. Yeah. Whatever. All right. 
All right, let's see how that goes against AOK. Uh, that's the Big Bang Theory star Johnny Galecki is developing a 90s workplace comedy called AOK. The half-hour multi-cam project is being made by Warner Brothers Television for CBS, and Galecki is teaming with Will & Grace executive producer John Quintance to bring it to life. Galecki and Quintance will both executive produce, and the latter will write and create. The story takes place at an underdog internet company in pre-AOL 1991 and will follow, quote, a group of young and mostly idealistic entrepreneurs who work together, hang out together, fall in and out of love with each other, all while trying to change their world and holding up a mirror to ours. Quote, this specific... This specific time period is personal to many, including all of us involved, so it's important to make the show feel as authentic as possible. We're excited to reimagine the 90s sitcom through a modern lens as John has created something truly special. We hope to surprise people in a familiar place with characters you will fall in love with, unquote. What do you think of the 90s workplace comedy A-OK? No. no. Already no. done it. Well, it's called Halt and Catch Fire. I was just going to yes. say that. Oh, shit. Com- mixed with friends. That's what it feels yeah. like. Halt and Catch Fire mixed with friends. Halt and Catch Friends. Yeah, no. no. Halt and Catch nope. the Fireman. And grab your bar. <laughs> grab your bar while the fireman catches Halt. It's an iron bar. Get it right. Oh, okay. You didn't say iron bar. You said grab your bar. That's right. I prefer the way he said it. Actually, he should read roll these. up to the bar. Grab oh. your, grab your oh. jacket. And then, I misread that entirely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Roadhouse. Yeah. Ro- always bringing it back to Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Nice. Way to do it, Todd. It's time to be nice when it's not. You fucked it up again. <laughs> be, be nice until it's time. To not be nice. How hard is that? <laughs> wow. He really is fucking that up. <laughs> At this point, I'm doing it on purpose. <laughs> sure you are. I don't think he is. <laughs> and finally, HBO has announced To the Stars, a new science fiction drama based on the critically acclaimed short story by author Robert Knight. A city-sized starship with a crew of thousands is on a mission from God to colonize a distant planet. The ship has been flying for hundreds of years with the descendants of the original crew taking over the mission and passing it on to their descendants in turn, all in the name of their religion. And let me guess. Someone's a saboteur. There's an alien on board. Blah, 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 blah. After Running out of oxygen. The scrubbers are gone. Food is gone. Water's gone. No. I don't have to read this. We had this before. <laughs> yeah. We discussed this a couple episodes ago. <laughs> After a freak accident. The- oh, God. There it is. There it is. <laughs> The crew discovers they will never reach their destination or are condemned to fly onwards through space with no hope of ever stopping. Uh, David Boreanaz, star of Bones, SEAL Team, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is signed on to play the role of Father Wheeler, the spiritual leader of the ship. He'll need to find a way to guide the crew through their existential crisis and despair while simultaneously dealing with his own personal grief and loss of faith. How can he comfort the people if, with the words of their God when he no longer believes in these words himself? Yeah. No, no, thank no. you. Boo. So there you got it. You got Metropolis, The Fireman, A-OK, and To The Stars. Where do you put your green light? Deb. None of them? None you got to choose one. You have to pick one of them? Yeah, because we got a green light something. Uh, fine, I'll go with The Fireman. <laughs> wow, she's thrilled. Look at this one. Yeah. Ooh, fireman. You could, you could say she was on fire. <laughs> Barry, where'd you put the green? <laughs> I'm going to put the green where I know is not going to be real. Metropolis. Matt, where's yours? Bruce Willis and the Fireman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jeff. 
Mystic Yeah, Lives. I... Oh, God, this is tough. None of these really... Nope. That's why I said none. Uh, I mean, I guess just because it's based on the novel by Joe Hill, I'll go with The Fireman. Guys, A-OK. Mm. I mean, you know, everyone's saying that it's kind of already been done. But I'm sure that there's something in there that they would do a little different, but still. It's Halt and um, Catch Fire without Carrie Bechet. Who cares? Set oh in a 90s sitcom since I, I didn't, said Friends. I didn't green light it. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody, calm down. There's a passion behind the hate. My goodness gracious. Um, and then the uh, To the Stars. You know what? Actually, it would have... I, I just... It's really funny... That they need this fucking problem. This is so Hollywood. It's a generation starship. The story right there, they could be the middle generation, right? They're the, they're the, the children of the people who launched. Their children will settle the planet. Their life is just that ship. Right. End stop. Beginning to end. And right there, you could uh, you could deal with whatever the fuck is going on with life and existential. I mean, imagine the existential crisis of being the middle generation. Never getting to see anything besides. Exactly. Yeah, you were born on the ship. They you die on the ship. They did a show like this. It was uh, they yeah. launched them in the sixties or something like that. But it turned out that it was a experiment still on Earth, and they never they never actually left. Oh, yeah. See, what Why? was it? Uh, who was in it? Uh, I, I uh, the, the from from Battlestar Galactica, the blonde, uh, 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 blonde. Yeah. No, the other one. <laughs> oh, uh, the other blonde, the, the, the Cylon. Hey Barry. Oh. Hey Barry. Good story. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, uh, oh, no, I was going to say thanks, thanks for the forty yeah, bucks. But, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to punch the you. The woman in the red dress. <laughs> So, so, but, but once again, it's like even, even, even that, yeah, even that, another fucking problem. It's like, what is it with Hollywood? It's like, you've got a story about a generation starship, but you gotta have something else happen. I oh, don't- and then they're going to fuck it up with David Boreanaz. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, ah, oh, uh, and, and the crisis the, of faith. I'm done. And the crisis of faith. Done. It's, it's. That that sounds like a typical line of, you know, Hollywood atheists trying to tell a story about faith, which you know what this they really like? need to stop doing. It sounds like they took that idea from the expanse of the the big ship the that the ship? Mormon the Mormons yeah. were sure. going to leave, and mm. what if they actually left? Yeah. Well, and you, there you go. But what if they actually left? And then something happened. And then David Boreanaz got on the ship uh, and ruined everything. And he's he's still a vampire. Yeah, so <laughs> most unbelievable vampire. The, you ever see him when he had the long hair and he was angelus? Oh, um, cringy garbage. Okay, I hated all that. So, needless to say, I'm not greenlighting that, right? <laughs> Fireman, post-apocalyptic, kind of superhero-ish. I kind of like that, you know. But um, I, I'm intrigued. If they follow Barry's advice and stick with the Art Deco aesthetic. I think Metropolis. Yeah. Bam. So I'm going Metropolis with Fireman just like hot on its heels. Ah, you, you. <laughs> you set that whole you up. That whole it. thing was. That all Did 10 minutes of talking. <laughs> for a pun. Yeah, that. that's what he does. Uh, so you can <laughs> yellow light that. 
All right, so that means we're going ahead with Fireman just eking out past Metropolis. So Fireman is what we're moving forward with. Would you say it's a five-bell fire? Oh, no. Five alarm. Five alarm. Five alarm. <laughs> oh, shit, I fucked up. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. That, that seems like the theme for you today. Damn it. <laughs> oh. Leave that in, Todd. That's better than the actual. Oh, I don't think he's going to remove that one. I was nope. never going to touch that. <laughs> yeah. Leave Five that bell. Leave that thing in. That makes me look stupid, Todd. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so which of these do you think are fake? That I don't know. That one's that one's harder with this set of four. I mean, I kind of hope to the stars is fake. Okay, I don't know. I kind of feel like that one. No, that one can't be fake because <laughs> that that one's just gonna get made. It's gonna happen. Um, or is or is or is that one the one of those too many details fake? Well, that's to the stars to me. I feel like oh. to the stars had so many details, kind of like that more. Well, oh, okay. That one and A OK did. I don't know. I feel like all of these are <laughs> none of them are greenlit. All are fake. There you go. Wow. <laughs> this is this is austerity measures. Wow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's helping that I'm really tired. So making a decision right now just doesn't feel like a. But yeah, I I can't pick one to be honest. You Which pick do you one? like the most? <laughs> well, we already established that I don't like any of them, but. Which of them do you dislike the least? <laughs> the fireman, probably, which is the one I voted for. So there you go. Well, I don't want that to be fake. <laughs> I don't know. Pick somebody else. I'll let you think on it. Barry, what do you think's fake? Oh, I know exactly what's going to be fake. Metropolis, because you monkeys hate me. And every time I vote for something, you just tear my heart out. So it's going to be Metropolis. That- and I'm going to be disappointed once again. How did... He really how, liked Metropolis. How, how, how did they? How did they tear his heart out? Because every time I vote for something after you vote, but then they sing they it in bef- the future. Uh, they can see the future. They're clairvoyant little fuckers. Well, first, he has to have a heart. <laughs> yeah, really. There's a there's there's multiple problems with this. Uh, <laughs> it's microsurgery. It's true, but still, I think Barry's the fake pitch. Matt, what do you think's fake? All of them. See? <laughs> yeah. See? Uh, I'm gonna say. To the stars. Way too many details. All right. Jeff. Well, I'm torn between whether Metropolis is the fake and To the Stars is fake. Metropolis, I feel like it's fake because I like it. what studio has the sheer hubris to, to freaking say, hey, let's make let's remake a, a, a classic. But then again, it happens all the time. Yeah, a lot, I, of, I, uh, a lot of them do. <laughs> That's not an obstacle. <laughs> and to the stars just sounds like so much hot garbage that I can't. It, it feels like it it's probably feels like real. it probably yeah. is real. Like I, I want it to be fake so bad because it sounds just so horrible. That one an a okay yes. But it probably is real. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Metropolis being the fake pitch. Okay, Kirsten, what do you think's fake? I will actually. I think. I think there's an outside chance that metropolis could happen whereas fireman sounds so damn cool i i kind of have a hard time believing that's real so i'm gonna go with fireman all right deb did you come to a decision i'm gonna vote for metropolis being the fake one all right the fake one was sent to us by aussie matt this week oh shit 
To the stars. And it's through the stars. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Uh, when she said who it was, I'm like, that was that. Yeah. And, yeah. Na- and now the reveal. This pitch isn't actually based on a critically acclaimed short story by Robert Knight. It's based on a critically acclaimed story by Ozzy Matt, published in Andromeda Spaceways Magazine, issue 70, in March 2018. Unfortunately, the pitch isn't real, but I'm most definitely open to offers, says Ozzy Matt. Wow. As we just shit all over. You just shit. It's the religion thing. I just I don't like mixing my science fiction with religion. Yeah, well, I yeah. doubt he wrote David Boreanaz into the. Uh, he wrote he wrote David Boreanaz into it. Uh, that pit, that pitch I did not do edit it. No, at I all. mean like in the story that he actually wrote. Oh right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was his. Uh, A lot of it was lost on me because of David Boreanaz. Wow. Really hate him, huh? noted, noted for later pitches, monkeys. Yeah, really. Don't like David Boreanaz. Well, since, since we just shit notes. all over his his pitch, does that mean that we're going to lose him as a supporter now? Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we just got him a whoopee cushion. Yeah, that's right. We <laughs> he, did. He's he's in for a while. He's in for a while. <laughs> for as much fun as the whoopee cushion. But that is, means Metropolis is getting made. Metropolis, Metropolis, the fireman, and AOK that's true, but are the prob- all in some form of development. Problem with Metropolis is it's going to be on Apple TV, and we don't have that. So we got to go get that. I mean, there's other things on there you want to watch anyway. Foundation. Mm. C is pretty good. Is it? Yeah. And if you have a lifelong story you've you've told in your life that you want us to shit on, you can send it as a pitch to us. Send it to comments at geekshockpodcast.com. Put pitches bitches in the subject and then put in the body your pitch. And if you don't want me to edit it, just say the words. Well, at least he can take solace in the fact that it does sound like something that a studio would greenlight. Yeah, it does. Well, I, that's Aussie Matt. All of his pitches are just like, Hollywood, are you listening? You know? <laughs> and it is an actual published story in yeah. a magazine. <laughs> it's something they could option. So, <laughs> And I want to thank our tier, tier four <laughs> Kofi members, King Vol, Deb T, David Farrar, our Buckfest and Haggis tier five members, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, Mad Marchman, and Glumley, and King Vol once again for sending us a one-off this week. And if you want to join our Kofi, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash Geek Shock. Now we're going to sign off for official Geek Shock. Uh, but stay tuned because next we are going to do, <laughs> as promised, oh, Romeo and Juliet. This hurts him so bad to say with this. With the bard. It does. It really does. <laughs> with the bard and the, the man babies. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear it, stop now. <laughs> don't keep listening. Uh, but to officially sign off, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. And Deb does damage. <laughs> <laughs> Forget your fucking name. Deb does damage. <laughs> uh, uh, that's amazing. Ah, that one. I, uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. We've definitely contaminated poor Deb. <laughs> Actually, no, she had that on her soccer jersey. I did. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And we'll talk to you next week again. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for some bullshit. Color me not surprised by that. Wow. She played keeper, so she could be, like, brutal. More so than, well, except when you're slide tackling, because that's not keeper. Red card, Deb. <laughs> Hit the dip. Break the engine block. <laughs> And someone pulls up aside and says, pussy. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Sounds exactly like the dude from Letterkenny. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> All right.
made of monkeys. Uh, you earned it, I guess. That's right. Here, yes, here we go. Here we go. Let's oh. just say you deserve everything that's coming <laughs> that's to you right, right now. <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this is going to be a test of your endurance is what this is going to be. Uh, so we, No more so than ours. So we have invited the man babies. We have invited the bard to, well, perform the balcony scene. <laughs> And the and, rest of us get to be the audience. Right. Yay. And and, uh, and Deb has volunteered to direct them. So, Deb, I will I will let you go ahead and take over. Good luck. All right. All right, guys. Before um, this begins, I just want to say I'm here in protest. I don't like these people. I don't want to work with them. I, I respect the work of the bard as a bard too much to deal with this. Frankly, it's bullshit. I already feel like a captive audience, like <laughs> wait, Alex wait. from uh, Clockwork Orange. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. Is it the director of this? Is it Kathleen Kennedy? No. A woman director? Oh, oh my God. All right, now, you guys, if you want your minute in the spotlight, you need to get in your positions, okay? Can we just, can we position. do that? I'm exactly what I need to be. I respect the work. And, and we appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of work. He's played a girl. You what? shut up. I don't want to hear from you. You just oh, yeah. read you from your script. Oh, he just wants you more to pay of the end script. Or Man, something. baby, yeah. guess who gets to start the scene? Yeah. Romeo. Hi. You ready? Ready. Enter Romeo. Wait, wait. Enter. Line. Line. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Romeo. Wait a minute. What? Why isn't it? Enter Juliet. Is this a sex scene or what? There's no need to be gross. Oh, <laughs> fine. He jests at scars that never felt a wound. Juliet appears above at the window. Here I am. <laughs> but soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It's the east and Juliet is the sun. Son of a something. <laughs> you just keep to it. Yeah, arise, fair sun, you kill the envious moon. Who is already sick and pale with grief. I'm sick and pale from dealing with you. That thou art made art farm, art far, farmer. <laughs> that thou art made art far more fair than she. Very good. Wow. Be not her maid, <laughs> since she is envious. Her vestal. That's, that's like virgin. <laughs> Vestal livery is but sick and green and none but fools to wear it. I wanted to say that like fools. Like Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, cast it off. Like like they cast off Kathleen Kennedy, you know, years ago. Can we do some Shakespeare here? It is my lady. Oh, it is my love. I, who wrote this? Oh, <laughs> that she knew she were. She doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, they, they barely do. What an asshole. She speaks, yet she says nothing. I wish she said nothing. What of that? Her eye discourses. I will answer it. I am too bold. You're goddamn right. I'll agree with that, you son of a... Not to me she speaks. No, that that wasn't me. (laughs) Two of the fairest stars in all the heaven having some business. I got business. Do entreat her eyes to twinkle in their spheres till they return. Jeff, what do we pay for these tickets? (laughs) Uh, you remember? Hey, quiet how, down in the audience. Statler and Waldorf <laughs> were always there. Here. I know, right? Like, Why do we always come here? Like I guess we'll never talk. know. <laughs> what if her eyes were there? They in her head. 
The brightness of her cheek would shame those stars. As daylight doth a lamp, her eyes in heaven. Wait, go back. You what? see stars? Yeah. Like Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. The brightness in her cheek would shame those Star Wars, just like Force Awakens and Last Jedi. It's like a kind of torture. <laughs> As daylight doth a lamp, her eyes in heaven would through the airy region stream so bright that birds would sing and think it were not night. See? See? How she leans her cheek upon her hand? Just like this. Oh, the, I wore a glove upon that hand and smacked the living shit out of it. <laughs> that I might touch that cheek. I, me. Yeah, you. She speaks. Why, she fucking speaks. Wow. Look, at this. Look at that. She's like speaking or something. Oh, speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious to this night being over my head as is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white upturned wandering eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy pacing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. Oh, boy, you're <laughs> I know. I, I, and hey, Jeff, can you call an usher? The performers are, are ruining the show. <laughs> I feel like we're locked in up here. Yeah. Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Wherefore art thou Romeo? Right here. That, that, not where. It means why are you Romeo? Don't you understand what Shakespeare is trying to say here? I, I'm, I'm Romeo. That's why. You just stay down there. Hey, she made me Romeo. Deny thy father and refuse thy name. Or if thou wilt not, but be sworn my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. Aside. Shall I hear more? Or shall I tell her to shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, speak at this. Tis but my name that is the enemy. I did Amy. Thou art... You. You just... Hush. That's this right. is my moment. I, I, you had your time to speak. This is my soliloquy now. You just let me have my moment. Wow. Holy shit. So it must be period or something. Like on Twitter. Like, yeah. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's a Montague? It is not no hand, no foot, no arm, no face, no any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? Which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would were he not Romeo called. Retain that dear perfection which he owes without that title. Romeo, doff thy name. And for that name which is no part of thee, take all thyself. I take thee at thy word. You take me, son. And unlike, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and Alex Kurtzman did lie. They, they lie all the time. They couldn't Fucking find a more them. feminine actors for uh, nope. Call me butt love. Don't call you, don't call you butt love. I'll, I'll yeah, give you butt love. Butt love. Yeah, I like Shakespeare now. <laughs> this is awesome. Henceforth, I will never be Romeo. I'll be Romeo. What this man art thou for? but thus be screened at night, so stumbles on my counsel? By your name! I know not how to tell thee who I am! You're my son name, of a bitch is who you are. Oh, dear saint, is <laughs> hateful to myself. I hate my name. Wow, who wrote this? Because it is entirely... It, ah! <laughs> because are it is an enemy to thee. Had I writ it written, I would tear the word. Rip! Are you sure our tickets were for tonight? This is like the special kids version. Whoa! You got a ticket? Oh, oh, special edition! Special edition, just like Star Wars. Right. 
My ears have not yet drunk a hundred words of that tongue's utterance, yet I know the sound. Are thou not Romeo and a Montague? Neither, fair saint, of either thee dislike. Dislike of my Yankee V. I know, and I like, dislike, dislike. Oh, they got rid of it. You respect the work. Respect the work. I wish we could thumbs down this like a YouTube video. Whoa! They sell alcohol in the lobby? You had some scotch. I'm just not sure why you're not sharing. Neither fair saint of either thee dislike! How camest thou hither? Tell me, and wherefore? The orchard walls are high and hard to climb, and the place death, considering who thou art, if any of my kinsmen find thee here. With love's light wings did I o'erperch these walls. I flew like a fairy. That's not what it says. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, no, okay. There's a script. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for setting them straight. They, they're, they're just not respecting the work, Director. Wait, wait, where's my script? I never get given the script. Shh. <laughs> for stony limits cannot hold love out, and what love can do that dares love attempt. Therefore, my kinsmen are no let to me. Wait, give me that. Jesus. 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 If they do see thee, they, they will murder thee. I wish right, they would. Murder. Alack! There lies more peril in thine eye than twenty of their swords. Look thou but sweet, and I am proof against thy enmity. I am but sweet, I will say that. Oh, but love, <laughs> but sweet. Oh, she's but sweet. She said she's but sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love Shakespeare. I would not for the world they saw thee here. I have night's cloak to hide me from their sight. And but... Thou, oh, that didn't go where I wanted it to. <laughs> and but thou love me, let them find me here. My life were better ended by their hate than death prorogued, wanting of thy love. By whose direction founds thou to this place? Which I, mean, which I mean, this theater. How the hell did you get this part? Love. Cut great tickets. Never love. again. Just like, you know, our love for movies and cinema. <laughs> Who, who first did prompt me to inquire? He lent me counsel and I lent him eyes. I'm no pilot, yet wert thou as far as that vast shore washed with the farthest sea, I would adventure for such merchandise. Merchandise! Merchandise! Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face. That's uh, not all that's on me. Shut up! Else would a maiden blush be paints my cheek, for that which thou hast heard me speak tonight, fain would I dwell on form, fain, fain deny what I have spoke, but farewell compliment. Dost thou love me? No! Shut up! I know thou wilt say I, I is what it says here, and I will take thy word, yet if thou swearest thou may provest false. As love as perjuries, and say, Jove laughs. Oh, gentle Romeo. Well, not so goddamn gentle. If thou dost love, pronounce it faithfully. Yeah! It, not if thou thinkst I am too quickly won. Oh, I'll yeah. <laughs> like Kathleen Kennedy at a Star Wars convention. Are you calling me a slut? Whoa! Um... Uh, I, well, I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> Did this show just finally get good? <laughs> no. Thanks. I was just confirming that. I'll frown and be perverse and say... Yeah! Be yeah! See, High they, five, bro! Director, this is how they take everything. They got dirty minds and they don't respect anything. I understand. 
This is a special, you know, it's a, it's a special occasion. It's special, scene. all right. So let's, let's. I knew it. It was the special kids version. We should have came on Thursday. Please continue. I think the special kids version would have been better. Yeah. So without Will Woo. El- but else not for the world. In truth, fair Montague, I am not too fond, and therefore thou may think my behavior light. But trust me, gentlemen, I'll prove more true than those that have more cunning to be strange. Who's strange? I, you, you're goddamn strange. That's who's strange around here. I should have been more strange, well, I must I, confess. I get some strange, yeah. Doctor Strange. But that thou overheardst ere I was where. My true love's passion, therefore pardon me, and I will not impute this yielding to light love, which the dark knight hath so discovered. Lady! <laughs> By yonder blessed moon, I swear that tips with silver all these fruit trees. Oh, pops. swear not by the moon, the unconstant moon that monthly changes in her circled orb. I Let- think her monthly changes you are just, circling you, her. Director, please, do I have to? I, I will quit this, I, I swear. Man, baby, please, please let her finish. Okay, let 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 Juliet finish her lines. Thank you. That monthly changes in a circle orb, lest that thy love prove likewise variable. What shall I swear by? Don't swear at all. Oh, fuck. <laughs> or if thou wilt swear by thy gracious self, which is the god of my adultery, and I'll believe thee. With my heart's dear love. Well, do not swear. Although I joy in thee. Hmm. I have no joy in this contract tonight. It is too rash, too unadvised, damned unadvised, too sudden, too like the lightning which does cease to be, ere one can say it lightens. Sweet good night. This bud of love, my summer's ripening breath, may prove a beauteous flower when next we meet. Good night. Good night, as sweet repose and rest come to thy heart as that within my breast. Finally, oh. give me time. Finally. Will rest. thou leave me so unsatisfied? What satisfied? I mean, look. <laughs> I will not look, but then pull those pants back up. Oh, you disgusting creature. <laughs> what satisfaction canst thou have tonight? Oh, I tell you what, we can do tonight. <laughs> oh, the exchange of thy loves. I'd be satisfied with this play ending. <laughs> Faithful vow for mine. I gave thee mine before thou did request it. And yet I would it were to give again. Wouldst thou withdraw it? For what purpose? Because you are an insolent little man, baby, and I can't stand working with you. I, I was saying the line. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. I thought you were actually answering the question. Be, but be frank and give it thee again. And yet I wish but for the thing I have. My bounty is as boundless as the sea. My love is deep. And the more I give to thee, the more I have. But both are infinite. The nurse calls within. I hear some noise within. Dear love, adieu. Anon, good nurse. Sweet Montague, be true. Stay but a little. I will come again. Juliet exits. Foul creatures. Oh, First of all, who's Frank? I'm supposed to be Frank? No. Romeo, please continue. Oh, blessed, blessed night! I am afeard! Being in the night, all this is but a dream. Too flattering sweet to be substantial. If it were only a dream. Juliet re-enters. Do I have to? Please. Uh 
Three words, dear Romeo, and good night indeed. If that thy bent of love be honorable, thy purpose marriage, send me word tomorrow by one that I'll procure to come to thee, where and what time thou wilt perform the rite, and all my fortunes at thy foot I'll lay, and follow thee, my lord, throughout the world. Madam? I come anon. Uh, but if thou mean'st not well, I do beseech thee. Madam? By and by I come, to cease thy suit, and leave me to my grief. Tomorrow I will send. So thrive my soul! A thousand times good night. Juliet exits. Thank God. Thank God. A thousand times the worse to want thy life. Love goes toward love as schoolboys from their books. Like you'd read a book. Love from love toward school with heavy looks. Romeo retires. Oh, thank you. Time passes. Julio, Juliet re-enters. Cut all that water. Hist! Romeo, hist! Oh, for a falconer's voice to lure this tassel gentle back again. Bondages! Oh, bondage, yeah, bondage. Tassels! Tassels! Oh, yeah. Get the car battery. What? <laughs> Oh, wait, is it a timepiece? This oh, play just got interesting. <laughs> Bondage is hoarse, and so's my voice. I may not speak aloud. Else would I tear the cave where the echo lies and make her airy tongue more hoarse than mine with repetition of my man-baby's name. It is my soul that calls upon my name. How silver-sweet sound lovers' tongues by night like softest music to attending... Years. Romeo! My dear! At what o'clock tomorrow shall I send to thee? Uh, at the hour of nine. I will not fail. Tis twenty years till then. I have forgot why I did call thee back. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, let me stand here till thou remember it. Just don't make it too long. I feel like I've been watching this play for twenty years. I, right? shall, I shall forget to have thee still stand there remembering how I love thy company. And I'll still stay to Please have don't. thee forget the last Jedi. Don't Forgetting any Jesus. other movie. I knew but they were going to do this. We're almost there. Please Are we, continue. though? Are we? Tis almost morning. I would have thee gone, and yet no further than a wanton's bird, who lets it hop a little from her hand, like a poor prisoner on his twisted gyves, with a silk and thread, plucks it back again, so lovingly jealous of his liberty. I would I were thy bird. I'll give you the bird. I'll tell you that right now. What? Sweet so would I. Yet I should kill thee with much chin. It must be an hour and a half in. It just feels that way. <laughs> yet I should kill it thee. It feels much, much longer. <laughs> with much, much longer. Cherishing. Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Is it though? <laughs> I shall say good night till it be morrow. Juliet exits. Sleep dwell upon thy eyes, peace in thy breast. Leave my breast <laughs> <out of> <laughs> You <laughs> don't stop touching me there. Both of them. Where I were sleep in peace, so rest. We'll name one sleep, we'll call the other one peace. Oh. That'd be cool. Hence will I to my ghostly father's self. What? Is he dead? Shit. <laughs> His help to crave and my dear hap to tell. That's it. I've had enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Shakespeare is cool. It was cool once upon a time that you stepped on this stage. Well. You bastardized the art and you're a bunch of bastards. You're just a 
bunch of man babies. Yeah, well, that just means we're going to sell a lot of tickets. I mean, we got two guys here. <laughs> what did you think of the show, sir? Wasn't half bad. <laughs> it was all bad. They think they're kind of funny. Uh, Listen yeah. to them. They're old people. Yeah. I'll they don't understand me. comedy. End scene. Thank God. Oh, yeah. All right. Do I get like merchandising for this or something? For this play? No. Oh, what did what? I sign? It's public domain. This was Who this was for this that means we can it? use it. We can have Juliet IUDs. <laughs> what? Yeah, so you know she doesn't get pregnant. That's how they lock you in. <laughs> have you read the rest of the play? <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. They they both die. Why we At die? What? They they kill yeah. themselves. What? No, we're never we killing ourselves. That. Yeah, I knew. No, we're around. We ain't ever leaving. I'm trying to figure out a reason why Jeff and I would ever come to this play. And I think the only reason I can possibly think of that's plausible is community service. Mm. Uh, There you go. You earned it. That's right. You earned it. Good job. Yay. That's the show you earned and you deserve. Yeah. Much the same way you earn a disease. <laughs> it's like some kind of torture. You have to listen to the show. And we, so we have one more thing to give to the people. And, and that is Deb reading news you don't give a shit about. And again, when it gets juicy, we'll d- do that. But uh, we're almost paid in full. Woo! I feel like I paid for that big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah. 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 your voices are okay. <laughs> paid in full for some butt love. Is that your, is that your voice now? Uh, well, uh, yes. <laughs> it's really stuck. easy to talk like I'm this. stuck. All you gotta do is just envision Kathleen Kennedy directing another star fuck. <laughs> <laughs> star fuck. She didn't actually direct it. Wait, Stay tuned next week when we'll be doing Coriolanus. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Corey's anus. Who's Corey? Is she hot? <laughs> no, dude, it's Corey Haim. Oh, oh, wow. Or is it wow, Feldman? Yeah, that's it's too Feldman. soon. Oh, that yeah, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> <laughs>